1: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, this is
3: Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans,
2: that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Porter. Here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
1: not much man just uh had a birthday over the weekend and turned uh 33 years old uh, so don't feel any older but uh you know just happy to to see the calendar uh keep moving forward because you never know uh, you know any day can be your last like like ugk says one day you're here and then you're gone
2: yeah yeah uh so I'm not gonna I'm not going I'm only ask you one question I just want a quick answer are you safe? After what happened this weekend, are you safe? Yes. Okay. All right. That's all. We can move on from there. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you are safe. Uh, so, the last few weeks, because of the the WrestleMania talk, the WrestleMania review, the WrestleMania preview, but before it, uh, our solo show covering uh, the Sumo Hall shows from some stardom, uh, we have not talked much about AEW. Um, and... I guess it's now our time to catch up and update everybody on our thoughts of AEW from the past two weeks. Um, I had, I, you know, because there was so much stuff going on, I was kind of, quite frankly, from all the goddamn wrestling from basically, you know, one weekend of, of nine hours of pro wrestling, another weekend of eight hours of pro wrestling, I was burnt out. So, um, I hadn't watched any AEW, uh, the past two weeks, but, uh, yesterday watched last week's or two weeks ago's, uh, Dynamite Rampage, Just today I watched um, last week's Dynamite Rampage. And I got to say, this is, uh, I wouldn't say that this is like uh, at the same level of television as what they were doing going into Blood and Guts in in the Prudential Center when they were headed there before the pandemic shut it off. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But like maybe the notch right below it like, this is some of the best stretches uh, of AEW television, uh, like, this two-week stretch that I can remember. Like, they have, like, rebounded quite nicely, um, or transitioning out of pay-per-view into compelling television and progressing (laughs) storylines forward and also giving killer matches at the same time. Um, and like, this is almost, like, embarrassing what we saw, um, like, after, uh, Winter is Coming, um, uh, from, uh, from beginning of the year like beginning of the year felt like okay we got the Danielson it was like one big match a week it felt like right and that was it that's all we got now it's like yep. we're getting you know it's not necessarily that we're getting like high profile marquee match like FTR and Young Bucks it's a high high profile marquee match but underneath that you're getting uh Danielson and Trent Beretta you're getting um Adam Cole and Christian Cage you're getting uh Wheeler Yuta and, and Danielson, like, you're getting a lot of really fun matchups. Jay Lethal and, and Moxley, you're getting a lot of fun Young shit. Young Books
1: and Top Flight.
2: Yes. Like. Yes. You're getting a lot of fun shit, and it feels more in the spirit of like when, when Dynamite first started, and they were just giving you, like, give you a name that you know, a naming, you know, maybe versus some, or someone that's really talented that just isn't over yet versus somebody that already is over, and like, this match is gonna get them, you know, their moment or whatever else, and, it's been really fun and like, you know, even the promo segments with Moxley I uh, sorry, with uh
1: Kingston and um God, that Kingston promo was great. The yeah. last one. Like Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like we, we gonna do you know. this shit like JYD in New Orleans.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the Kingston J uh I'm sorry, the Kingston in uh Santana and Ortiz stuff versus um, Jay Jay Jericho Appreciation Society. That's also been well done. The the Warlord uh, beating the fuck out of security and costing uh the pinnacle members their mat uh, their matches that aren't uh MJF and watching MJF like try to have figure out how he's gonna have to manipulate and massage all these egos that are get now realizing that he's a fuck nigga. Like this is this is really damn good. Um, the the, like stuff the, the, the stuff with the stuff with swerve. Like- the, the and, threat of, a,
1: of of a new pinnacle, like possibly like yeah. coming into play, yeah. Uh,
2: the Swerve and Keith Lee versus uh, uh, Team Taz—that's been fun as well. Um, yeah, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. Um, like even even when people are kind of just like just you know doing something, to kinda, just kind of keep you keep their face in the game, like watching. Um, watching like uh not death triangle but uh the uh, house of the black Th- uh, the H- black throne just murder people uh at times that's that's still fun like the way they- <laughs> dude what uh
1: <laughs> hey man straight bitching adam cole the yes, last time the, we the, saw the, the,
2: the him se- championship celebration where they steal the belts and then they celebrate and then they get them back where they just were the Bayfay they just punked the heels that was great too like yeah this is it's, it's been a lot of fun it really has
1: yeah, man. So um, I, I guess like well, let's take it from the uh, from March 30th. Uh, we'll start. Uh, CM Punk, Max Caster. Max Caster comes off the rip uh, with the Will Smith line. Uh, this was directly after the Oscars. I didn't. I thought he fell short on this one. He um was he did it eager. in eager
2: he used it he used it as he used a it setup in bar, bar
1: one. Yep, he used it as a setup bar instead of the punchline bar. It's like, like no nah, slap you. you in the face like Will. No, 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 man. Like and like that should have been his, his second bar and then he'd have been hey, off to a much know, better start. You know, kids these days they ain't got no psychology, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, uh, you know, you know, that man may be one year, one year younger than me, but <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh I don't think he had the best uh rap verse that night. And then, you know, he just had an all right match with CM Punk.
2: Especially compared to uh, the shit he gave Samoa Joe. That was that killed that bro. One. Killed the one
1: it. he did with Samoa Joe. It was like, that's one of his better ones. Like light em up, smoke em. Like, like open the pack, you know? Yeah. Um, like he gave him look. That man
2: was like, what, what are they going to give you in the match? Nothing. All right. <laughs> I'm taking everything before this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Eli, like I got. I'm, you know, I'm leaving here with something.
1: I'm, yes, you know, yes, I'm, I'm the way. I'm
2: leaving here with something. So indeed. definitely,
1: indeed. Um, uh, so after that, uh, CM Punk was uh doing like a title belt pose. You know, he's been doing this uh every once in a while. Shivani asked what that means. Um, he asked the fans what it means. Punk says he doesn't know who the champ is going to be between Cole and Page, but uh, he knows before his time is over in AEW, there's going to be more gray in his beard. There'll be more scars on his head, but he will be the AEW World Champion at some point.
2: I like how he asked the crowd, who had no way of answering this correctly, in uh, in in one like united front. What the, you tell me what that means? And all they were like, "Uh, CM Punk, <laughs> CM Punk, we don't know the same nigga. What do you, what do you expect us to say? You want a title shot? You want the next title shot, the next big show? You want a title shot, the next big show? Like, what are we supposed to take to that, nigga? What are you doing?" Yeah. It was just funny. I saw that crowd like they were like, "You looking around like, oh, you, CM you- Punk."
1: When when, when in doubt, just chant CM Punk. I mean, that has been the case for about eight years now. Yeah. Um, so after that, F- uh, MJF was backstage uh, with FTR and uh, FTR uh, and Mark Sterling was uh, putting up pictures of Wardlow saying, security, please watch out for this man. Uh, MJF says he does not exist, uh, but the pinnacle does. They're going to get some wins starting tonight with FTR. Uh, Dax Hartwood came in and uh, he told MJF he was their friend, but Warlow's our friend as well. Then MJF immediately throws Warlow under the bus, says, I don't want to, you know, I-, I don't mean to talk, but, you know, Warlow be talking shit about y'all, you know? <laughs> so immediately, like, and he's obviously uh, not genuine, completely in- inauthentic. It's MJF, pretty much.
2: Yes. Um, um and, he asked them to put their hands in and um uh uh wheeler um puts his hand in but he's like he's not happy about it and then like dax is like he he questioned what not to put his hand in and eventually he regressionally did and he couldn't he couldn't he looked away from the camera he was like disgusted with himself
1: yes. Yep, that was like, that was good that was good was like step one, uh, FTR is like, or not step one because it's been in motion, like mm-hmm. with them like turning face and all that. Um, I've been trying to figure out like who's like, you know, every tag team like there's obviously the the A member and then the B member, mm-hmm. and I think it's been emerging that Dax is the the leader of this thing.
2: Well, I mean this goes back even in NXT, like Dax was always the more charismatic shit stirrer of the, you know, of the, of them two. And I always saw it as, um, uh, Wheeler was the one that was like, to me, he was like the, the, the better athlete. Right. Um, But like they, they, they treat Dax as if he is, like the, the Nick Jackson were like singles matches. Right. It's him. He's a single specialist or a sp- single star that you send out. Like same when they use Trent instead right. of uh, Chuck Taylor. Um, so maybe that's also like with what was been happening in singles matches, like that's more like coming to the, uh, coming to the forefront, especially now that they're, they're now, you know, beginning to turn baby face and like, they're going to need somebody that, uh, the crowd more, you know, the more visible <laughs> one to kind of step, step forward
1: in that role, I guess. Yep. Um, so after that, we got Jay Lethal versus John Moxley, and James. The Jay Lethal Wrestling for Respect tour continues. This man is still wrestling for forgiveness. Um, this he's still a
2: great wrestler. Um, still a great wrestler.
1: Yeah, this was the the dying days of his babyface run, but like it's clearly all that losing has led to something. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was just hard fought as hell this was like submissions and, you know, going for reversing out a, a finisher attempts. Uh, this one, you know, big brain busters and, you know, top rope moves and uh, just reversing and, you know, just really good match. I'd probably say I want to say I maybe gave this four if I'm not mistaken and um, okay. uh, Moxley gets the win with the paradigm shift.
2: Yeah, I gave it uh three and three quarters and
1: like it was surprising like like um
2: how well they oh, meshed and together. also
1: and also Jay lethal exactly as over as john moxley was
2: yeah he got dueling chance and then we'll get to it um to rampage you know from friday but like the the dueling Yuta in in Moxley chance like i don't know what it is about moxley but like him playing this this you know big leaguing bully is getting motherfuckers over it mm. really is um, Danielson is too, but not to the extent that these Moxley matches so far from what I've seen. Like I think I think uh, you know, the page stuff kind of got people to, you know, to actually really boo him as opposed to just be like, you know, um, we'll boo you because you're asking us to. Like I think he actually really has some heat.
1: Yeah. I and this this is kinda of what I was concerned about with him. Like, if you remember a couple weeks ago, I was wondering, I was like, yo, they gotta kinda of figure out what Danielson, like because I still feel like Moxley is clearly still defined as a face because he really hasn't said too much mm-hmm. um, different but you know Danielson was leaning in very hard like into the um, you know the real wrestling stuff the you know going to his hangman real hard and stuff like that and then with the stuff with Moxley it was like oh it feels like you're being sneaky like there's something that just isn't lining up or whatever well, and if he's, I- he's going to be a heel it's like Go even harder that way, like fig- I, figure it out.
2: I think what I think the way this is setting up the dynamic between um, the relationships in um, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club is like you keep repeatedly hearing Regal call Him Danielson the perfect, the perfect wrestler, and then say, uh, and also really have this great relationship with this maniac over here, and like. The way that Moxley is responding is like, they're more, they're more in tune. Like, Regal is definitely more in tune with, with, uh, Danielson and like. doing the, commentary
1: the, on all Danielson's matches too, yes. not Moxley's.
2: Ah, I didn't peek that, but yeah. Um, and like, I gotta say, listening to Regal call these Danielson matches have, have been a fucking blast, especially with, uh, the one on Rampage with Taz was there. Like, mm-hmm. tap, I don't know what it is with Taz, but you get Taz with a special guest commentator. Um, that's like someone that he's known for a long time. And like, it seems like he just enjoys having his, his buddy call that match with him. <laughs> like, like when, like, cause like when Jericho and then Taz, like when normally Jericho does a uh, rampage commentary, like you can see Taz like really enjoys Jericho's being around. And he's just like, you know, almost trying they're almost trying to pop each other. And yeah. like, maybe not the pop part with, uh, with Regal, but like, he clearly like enjoys and respects his opinion um, and everything. So, but yeah, like back to like the definitely like it feels like this thing where like Regal and Moxley respect the hell out of each other. Therefore, Moxley almost like a dog is just like just just due to respect is like with him because he because he called and he came. He's like, I respect you so much. You you call so I'm here. Uh, but it seems like the, I feel like as this goes further along the, the mechanate, you will see the mechanations and the cahoots. You will see that he will more like Regal will more favor Danielson. and then like when it comes down, when he has to pick one, he's gonna pick Danielson. and then Moxie will be the, the Avenged Babyface going out for blood. Like in the long term, I'm not saying this is gonna be in three months. I'm not even saying this is gonna be in six months, but I could definitely see a year from now. he would be like, they look at each other. This this motherfucker is this motherfucker is collateral damage. Get him out Jump of here. Yeah, yeah, get him out
1: we'll of here. Plug on him.
2: Yeah, you know. like basically treat them how was Stephanie said to uh to Triple H, like, hey man, get Orton out of here. It's enough. We got we got we got uh Seth, get him out of here. It's enough. And then they just uh, we lose got Willa Yuta, now, something like that too.
1: Yeah. So uh, FTR versus Gun Club. Uh, all it took to <laughs> to turn FTR into faces was stick them next to the Gun Club, next to the Ass Boys. Uh, boy, invaluable. Uh, apparently the Ass Boys, uh. FTR whooped that ass, uh, got the, uh, uh, big the big rig big rig on um, uh, one of them boys. Uh, I don't know which one it was. Uh, on it was Austin. Austin. It was on yeah. Austin.
2: Because I write this down on my notes so I remembered it was it was Austin.
1: <laughs> uh, awesome. So, uh, FTR uh, wins the match. Then uh, MJF comes out to celebrate with them. But for some reason, there's like, a little bit of tension. They shove each other. But, you know, they eventually, like, kind of make up backstage. Yeah.
2: Well, in, in the middle of the match.
1: That's when you get the first like Wardlow oh, appearance.
2: Yeah. Like Wardlow shows up, they cut to the back. He's he, you know he's throwing around security a little bit, it, it, like a little bit, and then he gets out to the front and like it's distracting the match. And ultimately Dax ends up getting the win. And because the match is distracting the match, like when Cast, I'm sorry, Caster, but different Max. When when MJF comes down and tries to raise Dax's hand, Dax is like. Nah man, I told you I wasn't with this distraction and bullshit. You interfering in my mash, you <laughs> fucking with my money, you fucking with my family. Don't you know, he was pissed. Uh so then like he was able to defuse him for, for that time MJF. So but like you see what's brewing, like Warlow is bad for business.
1: Yeah. Um, or bad for their business. Yeah, and this will continue. Yep. So then we had the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, backstage. Uh, Jericho said he's the influencer. Nobody else can join. If they ask, they can G-F-Y. Then um, Daniel Garcia, mocks Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, then they look behind the curtains and they look behind the other one. Uh, all these boys were standing there ready. So uh, it was a jump zone. Well, the first one was, uh,
2: you know, like a week before they were doing the thing where it was like peekaboo behind the thing. Like, see, they're not there. And then like, I guess this week, one of them looked and then the other one, to, uh, one of them told Hager to look Hager opened over that blind and got hit with that fucking speed ball right in the right between yes. the fucking eyes. And you know, uh, then it was on from there.
1: Yep. Um, so they, they brawl all down the damn ring and everything else. Like, and eventually, uh, Jazz takes control at the numbers game. Uh, they, they work it out. Jericho gets a hold of Floyd. Uh, what's up to Floyd? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it beat down all, yeah, all the, uh, <clears throat> the Moriquas, I'll say. And um, <laughs> uh, Jericho pulled out the leather strap and uh, he nailed the Judas effect on Kingston. Uh, feels like there's there may be a blood and guts coming uh, with these guys eventually whenever they can add two more members for, for Kingston. I'm sure they yeah. won't have to look f- f- far to yeah. find them. Um, one thing that
2: I wanted to point out uh, when you mentioned the belt, like it reminded me of Jeff Hardy sometimes when stuff with belts because he has that studded belt. So, it was like, it's, when you get hit with that shit, that shit looks even more painful and probably is more painful than, like, a regular belt. So, it was like, yeah. when, he, when he cracked him and Kingston made him face, I was like, god damn, oof, yep. rough.
1: Then we got um Mark Sterling, he was backstage, he went uh, with Jade, he's back there with Jade, said he got Jade a, a great opponent for her 30th win and he brings out a librarian. And then Jade is like insulted and like, what is this shit? Uh, you know, and get get cut the shit, Mark, for one. And then we gonna go with, you better give me somebody real, essentially. Then Mark says we'll go to option B, and he doesn't want to spit out the names. Like, R-r-r-r-r. and essentially, she tells him to say it with his chest, little nigga. Like <laughs> that's that's what she says. <laughs> essentially <laughs> and then he says marina shapir uh and i feel like these were the seeds for uh the jade babyface turn which is on the way
2: i mean she can she can do it if she wants she's over she's over as hell so it doesn't oh, really matter but like, yeah
1: it's easy they, they just use mark sterling to like you know turn her or whatever be like oh you don't believe in her you're trying to give me these setups like which you don't think i can win and then like she just keeps you know whatever and yeah, it, yeah yeah yeah
2: I think, but so. I think also, <laughs> um, given what I saw with the Brit thing, like it seems like maybe this is just that particular case. But it seems almost like if something gets over in the women's division, they're like, I ain't finna fuck around and change no dynamics. To, you know, to to fuck around and, and mess up the the equation. Like, because Brit was getting, you know, was getting baby faces uh, the hell out of here, Wallowed. And, right? and it was like why do you turn her baby face already and they just maybe re- just refused to do it so it was like maybe i'm thinking maybe i'm thinking about that history of why i don't think that's what they're doing but that could be that could very well be it either yeah, way man. it's going to work yeah
1: god bless jade um yeah like bra- god. Uh, we'll
2: get to it but uh like it, it seems to be a continuation of of uh, Jay versus that karate shit so that's also yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, I loved it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so up next, we had Brian versus Willer Yuta. Uh, this was also an awesome match. Uh, like, the the rise of Willer Yuta continues. Uh, Danielson stomps him, uh, gives him a pile driver, locks into submission. Is Brian is pissed in this match. He's like, he can't believe the audacity of uh, Willer Yuta. Yeah, why don't you just roll over and die? Yep. Yeah. So, uh,
2: Danielson with, no, with another I'm win. Think, what did I give that match? I gave four flat stars. I really... Yeah, I'm like, I could swear that match is good as hell. Yep, four stars. Um,
1: yep.
2: Yeah. Uh Danielson... Danielson does something... And we'll talk about it in the in the, uh, the match on uh, Rampage, but like, he did something in that match. I was like, God, like, he's... He's even doing this, like, protecting himself, and he's still fucking great. Like, besides just, you know, the, you know... The, the hand, you know, the arm push topes and like the, the, you know, the corner drop kicks or whatever else. Like he's even like, even on his bumps, he's finding a way to, re- to give himself space to not, you know, jostle
1: his head or fuck up his
2: neck or anything like that. He's the best, just the best.
1: Then we got, um, Cole and Red Dragon. They have tapes on, on the championships. Uh, Danielson, or excuse me, Red Dragon has the tag belts. Cole has, uh, the AEW title. Uh, they look like absolute geeks uh, yes. with these things. And Cole says the actual champions aren't here tonight uh, because they weren't invited. And we took these titles essentially because uh, Cole needs AEW uh, or they need a new era to take control. Kyle O'Reilly said he sees the haters saying they don't have enough wins. But Kyle O'Reilly, you know, just continues to talk more, essentially says we're wicked. Everybody loves them. He basically wow. is
2: like, he loses train of thought and was like, oh, never mind, guys. I'm drunk. I drank too much champagne.
1: <laughs> um, Fish says he'll put their resume against anyone in the industry. Um, they're the three baddest dudes in the company. And then the celebration is going to continue all week long. All of a sudden, Hangman uh, hey pulled up in the Tesla with the horns on it. And, uh, you know, he charged the ring, started started essentially whooping all three of their they country ass. And then Red, he took down Red Dragon and he threw Cole across the ring. Uh, he was going to hit the buckshot, but, uh, he, he, uh, the, you know, the Red Dragon pulled Cole out. They tried to escape Jurassic Express and Christian came out and said, nah, it, it's time to pay the price. They whoop their ass. Essentially, uh, Cole gets dumped and, you know, the real champs get their belts back.
2: Great baby face. <clears throat> Great baby face segment.
1: Ain't really got too much to say. I'll just whoop your ass. Like that's you know uh yeah, yeah, man. Uh they and you know, we at this time we kind of learn actually, no, we don't learn until the next week uh about the title match. Okay. So uh Thunder Rosa comes out, cuts a promo, uh, mm-hmm. says shame their accomplishments are cut short, but she's a champion, she's the first Mexican woman to do that. Uh, she fought her way to be the face of the division, but she doesn't just want to be the face, she wants to be the face of all women's wrestling. That's right all women's wrestling. Uh, she thinks uh, that there are always bullies that want to pull her down. Thunder says pillars get knocked down, but the foundations remain and she'll be that uh, She says she's ready. She tells Nyla to use the words or does she need Vicky to dumb it down for her? Uh, she wants to wrestle the best in the world, no matter where it is. And she'll defend this belt to do it. So uh, are we going to get Thunder Rose on a plane? Um, well,
2: I maybe but i think the real thing is like um well i don't know if you know this rich but uh Mayu, after losing the uh sumo hall red belt match against uh, shuri said that she wants to win. she wants to win the swa match the swa belt and she scrambling so like desperation so um i so Despair. i deme- <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so I'd imagine if uh Mayu wins the SWA belt, I'm imagining she's going to uh come to the US again. Um I gee, I wonder where she would show up in America to 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 uh, to have defenses for her SWA belt, the Gaijin belt anyway. I wonder where is, that would be.
1: Is this a good time to like talk about like the uh, the news? Like the, the relationship stuff, like like there's a lot of interesting stuff has been happening. Like, I mean, we may have talked about like the Tokyo Joshi and DDT, like in AEW official partnership. We that did started. talk about that. We did talk about that. Um, they now are showing, uh, AW dynamite on new Japan world, uh, in Japanese with Japanese commentary. I believe Shingo did commentary as yeah, well as like, one of their other, uh, announcers. So every like dynamite is on new Japan world now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita will be coming to AEW for a year like and it's like been announced like he's coming to America for a year um, very excited about that I was very impressed by him the last time he came obviously checked out some of his work in DDT he had an awesome match uh, this summer I believe it was with Jun Akiyama if I'm not mistaken it he was Jun
2: Akiyama he did yeah. uh, and, my first time I ever seen him was uh, last year at the Cyber Fight uh, Festival when he had the match with it was him and, uh, I can't remember who his tag team partners, but it was versus, uh, Kiyomiya and Kitamita uh, from Noah. And like that match was sensational. And like that, yeah, like the people, like the, all the praise he gets is being, uh, like a top of the, or their ace. He deserved, he's great. Regardless, like, never mind that undercard stuff you you've heard of and seen from DDT or whatever else. Like they got a number of guys that like can go at the top level. And he, he was, he apparently was the best of them. Obviously there's someone like, uh, Tessia Endo as well.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how to use him. It's a really big moment, I think, in the promotion's history as far as, like, uh, if you do something good with Takeshita over over the uh, time you have him, that's, like, building confidence that other people can send, you know, uh, wrestlers uh, to AEW. And uh, I think that he will be pretty much looked out for because he's essentially, like, Kenny Omega's young boy. Uh, he's going to have him kind of like advocating for him. I'm sure they'll, like I heard, I was listening to a Joe Lanza Q and a, there was someone that wrote in and said, what did they think of the idea of putting Don Callis with Takeshda to, to begin with or whatever. And then like, basically Takeshda like doesn't really know this guy's a slime ball essentially. And he's like, kind of like this reluctant kind of, Kind of heal whatever, and you know, and hmm. eventually he turns babyface over some point, and he has a match with Kenny eventually, and whatever. But like, I I like that idea that that person pitched. But um, I'm I'm pretty excited to see him wrestle against whoever. Like, I would love for him to win the TNT title, um, at some point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I think it all. I don't think they probably have those kind of plans locked in place. But I think the thing is, like, they want to try to showcase him and then go from there. Um in like, you know, <coughs> AEW's more or AEW fans more accommodating to people. Like as long as you come out here and have get good ass matches, you're gonna get over. Um and you know, given how good he is, that's not much of a worry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I would I think there's like tons of matches for him. So very excited to see um, you know, that that come in and uh yeah. that, you know, partnership I, I think uh, is is pretty much locked up now. Like essentially, I think you can call it official. Like they're airing just New, just AEW in, on New Japan World, and is it Rampages well, or is it only Dynamite? I think it's just Dynamite right now. Okay, Actually, well, I'm not sure, but uh, it feels like the the elusive Super Show isn't that far away. Um, I'd be interested to see it. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes, yeah. but um, this is very big news because, uh, you know think about where these companies were three years ago at this time lots of changed circumstances since then so
2: yeah um Um, like with the i i i I think you were some in the middle of all of this um like you know the word is like you're thinking of um lowering down some of these restrictions from you know for in japan for tourists to come and, and that kind of stuff and um new japan is looking into uh getting visas for people for best super juniors which is going to be back in its traditional um early summer um time slot of like the uh, of june so like you look around and, and then you see us see like how they're you know with stardom and like it looks like they're about to make Mayu the swa champion it looks like they're, it looks like we're about what, what they're doing we're, it looks like we're about to get back to where we were in 2019 where like you know this shit was you know I'm
1: about to start maneuvering
2: yeah um so that so it's gonna be it's gonna be real fun to see where this all ends up because like before the pandemic like tam and mayu were going to go like you know they did a couple dates um in california but like they were going to come to ring of honor um in some capacity i think they're gonna be a tag team or whatever else but it just didn't work because the pandemic hit uh but yeah um like with that with uh and also like you know some of the slots that are available for best super juniors for AEW wrestlers, and you know the G one for AEW wrestlers. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do. Like, um, it you know you got Minoru Suzuki over here as a, as a ring honored uh, G- champion. Out. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, we're about to get some more Joe versus versus freaking Minoru Suzuki. That's gonna be, jeez. Oh man. Um, but but look, but you know, Cody's in WWE, so you know. A lot, lot Man. of, lot of great things happening in your major. God America bless You like, know,
1: made, made the right decision for him and his family. Lot God, of, God bless big, him. A lot of big things. A lot of big things. Uh, so, uh, I
2: mean, I think he had, I think he had the Miz uh, TV today. Oh had, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Anytime you can the, work
1: with the Miz, the, you know, you, you got to do it. I mean, I mean, they're close. You know, they're you know, they're close. You know, so some say that you know they're, they're similar. You know, you know. I mean, no, they, both, I mean both, both reality television shows, you know, smoking hot uh, hot wives, suits. you know, suits, the suits, yeah. you know, aspirations beyond wrestling, you know.
2: I don't think I don't think I've ever heard like the miss said he wants to run for like governor of Ohio. I don't I don't think this I don't think I've ever heard no stuff nothing like that though.
1: This is true, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, I, I was gonna keep going, but I'll I'll get off now. I yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had the bunny, uh, in an Owen Hart qualifying, uh, tournament match and she had a mystery opponent and it was Tony Storm. So, uh, Tony Storm makes her debut. Crowd goes wild when she yeah. comes out. Um, her and the bunny have an R8 right match and, uh, the- Tony Storm ends up getting the win. Crowd kind of dies during the match because they're yeah. kind of just watching at that yeah. point. They
2: were like, yo, why? <laughs> why? Why is Bunny like? I don't think they were taking her tour. I don't think they were expecting her like to to get that much offense on Tony Storm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know what it was, but like the you know they need like to they respect to
1: Bunny. One of the respi- reliable they draws.
2: They responded to Tony Storm's offense, but not much to the bunnies. Um, and the match was the match was pretty good. Like he threw you know throwing forearms and physical stuff, some physical strikes. Um, but you know ultimately uh, at the end, Tony Storm got her out of there with the ground zero. So. Uh, the, yep, the original yep. ground zero, not the one that they, you know, made her drop because,
1: like, can't do power drivers in WWE. So that was fun. Yep. So she had her, like, all new ring gear, new music, everything. And she had appeared in a road to after that, said that she had considered retiring from wrestling, um, hmm. which was interesting since. So, pretty much saying how miserable she was and uh, but she thought she was like Owen Hart because she's gone all around the world and obviously ties it into the tournament. So it <clears throat> would be interesting to see how Tony Storm uh, is used. I think she leaps ahead of a lot of people. She's essentially a lock to get pushed. I feel like. Yep. Um, even like I in a way that I wouldn't have said about Ruby when she came in. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of proved uh, out. I would say. um you know Tony Storm is a threat to win either championship.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um if you are Tony Khan and you and you saw these indie shows from in the UK and you know watching Pro Roger Pro watching <laughs> Progress he he's he's familiar with Tony Storm. He's seen her a few times. So like yeah, that's probably like you know, um, when the UK, you know, UK, or uh, NXT UK started, or whatever else, that was one of the things. It was like, oh yeah, Tony Sutherland <laughs> would be like, you know, the ace of that division. Like, I don't think she was necessarily the ace, but she was definitely like her and Rhea Ripley were two top stars. And the woman like, that was We vision. thought
1: it would be a Tony Storm, and then they just kind of picked Rhea Ripley, and it was like, wow, you really picked Rhea Ripley. Because I would think, to the, like, for me at least, it was like, okay, Tony Storm's like the person that's already been, like, had the huge name everywhere. And right. Rhea Ripley's just this person they have that's. Won like, the May
2: Young, Cl- one or, uh, you know, what, semi finalists in the first May Young Classic, you know, won the second one. Like, they, they treated Rhea like. like like she was
1: like her they they treated her kind of like she they they were holding her off and then they just picked they picked her instead and it was like oh okay maybe they just want to get back to tony storm because she's the age she'll eventually drop it back to tony storm but it didn't go like
2: that right right and also like i think you know tony storm also when she's in nxt uk like they did that or she was also like wrestling other places she was still going back to japan at the time like she was doing sun night she did sun night girls for a trip she was still you know still did her tours and them before, uh, you know, uh, Busha start them, And then WWE said, fuck them. Uh, but yeah, like it was, so it may have been a situation where like, you know, they liked Rhea, they liked Tony storm. Rhea was, um, seemed to want to, was more, uh, uh, what you say, uh, more interested in, in moving over faster, moving mm-hmm. over to America sooner. So like they tracked her first and they were like, well, all right, once, once we, you know, we'll give her the belt first. She's the heel. We'll have Tony storm be the baby face eventually conquers at the end. And then she <clears> heard be her one with it. And that's kind of how that worked out. Um, and then like, you know, it was, it was a weird thing. It was like, where is Tony Storm? What the fuck, you know, what you say about a lot of people in the NXT UK, like, where the fuck are they? What are they doing? And they eventually brought her over. And then by that point in time, it's like, all right, they're, they're, you know, um, EO got hurt. Um, they turned Tony heel. And then next thing you know, it was like, alright, so they're slow playing it, and then they move immediately move her into the main roster, and then they did what happened with the main roster, where she was like, I, I want to get the fuck out of here. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I-, I think maybe it was a hesitancy if she just didn't want to actually, she really did not like their style, but she was like, but this is going to raise my profile, and she kept going with it. Like, I, I mean, we're already speculating where it is, but like, it, it, the further and further they went with her, the more and more it seemed like she was less interested in WWE,
1: and it seemed like a lot, like obviously there were a lot of things outside of the ring that always felt like were holding her back in that promotion. Like she showed up uh, here, uh, I would say probably in like the best condition I've seen her in, in a long time. Um, you know, all new look essentially. And, you know, she's like she's a star, man. Like it's, it's very easy to figure out with her. I think, you know, there were, there were only so many spots. Um that were on the horizon in WWE. Yeah. And it's like, well, where do you fit in? Are you scrambling for the, the women's tag team championships that mean nothing? Like, right. I mean, and I don't know if there's necessarily more spots, uh, available in AEW, but I feel like if she walks in there and we've always said, Hey, there's going to be spots to get because, it's yep. going to get competitive eventually for, mm-hmm. for these things. And I think that Tony storm like looks at if, if I'm Tony storm and I look at the AW women's roster, I'm like, all right, it's still <clears throat> on the way up. Like there's still like work to be done as far as like, yo, where can this thing go? Can I get it even to a higher level? And WWE in comparison, like they're, they're one call away from bringing Ronda Rousey back and, you know, moving you out the way or whatever. And, you know, Brit's already had the long title run, uh, the first time, uh, you know, Sheeta's is there, Serena Deeb's there, but I feel like if you're Tony, you walk right into that shelf. landscape. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people on the shelf. Like Thunder Rose is going to need opponents. Like yep. you, you can either wrestle the champion and, and lose to them and then still kind of be, you know, orbiting or they could just put that shit on you. Like, and they have two belts for you to win. So, um, and you know, it's not like you're segregated on your show and you can't touch shit, but, um, it's gonna be interesting to see how to use her. Like she, they, they got her kind of facing off with Jamie Hader. Yep. The, uh, they know what they're doing with that matchup apparently. So <laughs> a yep. lot of people on the internet happy about that. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I saw I, that. I will keep I, it to the. I will keep it to the wrestling here.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we
1: are was, not a horny show.
2: Yeah. And It was funny because like I saw that and like my 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 response to be like to play dumb was be like yeah you know two you know two former SWA champions <laughs> you know you know.
1: You know, TK, a fan of the, of the SWA division, you know, didn't know. <laughs> didn't, know. didn't know. We'll
2: see. Well, uh, but yeah, like, because um, they both qualified. Uh, we'll get to the Jamie thing when we we'll get to the Rampage part. So they both qualified. Like, I mean, the way they did that, like, they had to meet up at some point. And, like, I don't think that's going to be the first round. I think they probably set that up for, like, you know, second round type of thing.
1: Yeah. So after that, we had Andrade Olito over to Darby Allen. So this was a night that we recorded one issue radio on a Wednesday night. Uh, so I didn't catch this main event and I've got to go back and watch it. But James, please let us know. Oh, about man. This one. Like, uh, like,
2: OK, so. <laughs> Andrade comes out first um, in like. I think Darby says, had a promo at some point along the lines like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want you with the skull, you know, with the skull mask and that bullshit. I like, I want the, I want the, you know, the guy that was one of the best wrestlers in the world. So like, Darby, co- so like, and I don't want Jose and AFO and all that bullshit. So like, he, he tells, so Andrade comes down, he takes off the mask, takes off the, the suit deal, the, the, you know, tear away suit. And then like, he tells Jose to go back up the tunnel. So. Darby comes out with Sting. He fist bumps Sting. Sting, you know, goes back up the tunnel. Darby comes down on the skateboard, down the, down the tunnel. That man took one step off that damn skateboard at uh, at the bottom of, of that ramp, and caught a fucking tornado from from Andrade. And then Andrade from there is just bullying, <clears> bullying and throwing this fucker around. And Andrade looks as big as I think I've ever seen him. Uh, to where, like, the, the announced team fucking lies there ass off and says, you know, he's, you know, he looks like, or I think they say, like, you know, I think word is that he's coming in at 241. I was like, okay, I, look, his, uh, look, his traps are huge. His arms are huge. His lats are fucking huge at this point.
1: Look, the biggest there, there, seen- there is that, hey, I've left WWE. They probably told me I was too small. Right. Murphy's kind of got that same, or yeah. Buddy Matthews got that same kind of yeah. deal. Absolutely. I'm going, ain't nobody going to tell me I'm too small no right. more. So
2: right. But the thing is, like, he, you know, when he first came up, he was already gigantic compared to what he was in, in WWE. I, I think this was the biggest I had ever seen him, right? Mm-hmm. And that being said, he's five fucking nine. He's not no 240. You can't even. Li- it was an outrageous lie. Like if you want to embellish to say that he's huge, you say he's two twenty five. You don't mm-hmm. say that he's like sorry. Who's two twenty? Who's two forty?
1: Uh, Bro, Hangman's like two twenty.
2: He's built at two twenty. Yeah, that's my. You know what I'm saying? Build at two twenty. Like. Um, I'll I'll put it this way, right? Um, I'm trying to think of somebody. that's like, bro, most NFL running backs aren't even two forty. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right.
2: Like, I understand that like Andrade might be as big as Dalvin, might be you know more muscular than Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook ain't even nowhere approaching. Uh, and he's five eleven. He's not five nine. Right. Uh, so, it's like, hmm. this, this is our, this is an outrageous lie you're telling. Like, if you want to say he's 225, I'll be like, look, you can kayfabe that. 241 is like, nah, man. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, 241. I, I'm trying to think of somebody in that rich. range. It, rich. Yeah,
2: when I'm rich, when, when I get down and cut down and wait to where, I ha- where I, my abs show, I'm 245.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I'm... No. I'm 6'4". Get the fuck out of here. Like, No. But, um, anyway, um, so, but anyway, like, the whole match was Andrade is throwing this little, this little kid around, (laughs) and, and, you know, classic, uh, Darby, Darby's fighting back, and they get to a slap battle that's out of this world, it's probably the best slap battle since Tam and Julio, they just, they just paintbrushing the shit out of each other, and then, uh... Darby goes to fire fire up and hit him with a big charge and Andrade outpaces that man, one of them Kenta slaps and I and I was like, "Yes!" Um so I forgot what the end was, but basically, like they shot Darby a, a little bit of bail, and Andrade happened to win at the end. um And it's and it was continuing the the feud with uh with you know AFO and Sting and Darby and the Hardys. And like the match was just super fun. Like I thought that. I thought that at its peak during the slap battle, like I was like, this might be a four. This this might like if you know goes away it goes to be a four and a half star match. It cooled down after that, but it was still a fan. It was still a fantastic match. I ended up giving it four stars. I loved it. Um, yeah. I I want to. I want another match. I want a decisive finish. Uh, when they. I mean, this was obviously it was. It, this wasn't like a disaster of a finish, but like I want to. I want another match between them, to settle to settle it fully.
1: So we roll right in the rampage. Um we had the young Bucks versus top flight. Always a joy when these guys get together. I don't think they had their best match um uh, like together on this one. I think mm-hmm. their their last match that they had was even better than this one. Um but it's always cool to see these guys together. I love the Bucks new, like kind of dark purple gear with, with the Jays. Like that's just hard. Um, Dante Martin looked great in this match. Um, and the Bucks got the win. I w- want to say maybe like three and a half, three and three quarters, maybe just over uh, ten minutes.
2: I gave it three and a quarter. I, I didn't like it that much. Uh, like Dart Darius is back, but he's not back. If you get what I mean. Like they're 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 covering and hiding him um, right now, as opposed to like that dude was also sensational. Um, and obviously, you know, he just came back from a torn ACL. He's still wearing a knee brace and everything. But like they they had they had him out there like. Like, he was just an other uh, at times. And Darius, not Darius, but Dante had to do the heavy lifting. And, like, it was noticeable to me. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, the Unbusted Auto Piles is a fucking three and a quarter star match. And that's kind of what this was.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think, like, it had been a while since the Bucks had wrestled. Yep. And I thought they were... Maybe a little rusty in this what, match. I mean, they were tuning up for the four to four and three
2: quarter star match, brother. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. This was a this was a tune up. This is a t- tune up
2: tune up for the classic match we got next week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh Chris Statlander uh showed uh the other side of Chris Statlander video package, or they promised the other side of Chris Statlander. What what does that mean?
2: I still don't know.
1: So um, we had a Dan Lambert promo with Paige Van Zant, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page. Um, the only one that didn't talk was Scorpio Sky. Um, then eventually they showed Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti in the parking lot, and they were destroying Dan Lambert's car with sledgehammers. That's right, property damage. Um, <laughs> and then Sammy was spraying the uh, B-Mad on the hood, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a... Uh, that's, that's going to be his version of deal with it. Um, and I think when they turn, that's going to be the catchphrase. Um,
2: I, I thought American Top Team was based in Miami, right? Yes. Why would Dan Lambert care about you trashing
1: his rental? I guess he got to pay for it, I guess. Or or maybe he didn't get the insurance. I don't know.
2: I didn't didn't click the box. Fuck.
1: Okay, fair enough, I guess. Um, Um, Shivani interviewed Hook, uh, but uh, he got interrupted. Uh, Of course, Hook doesn't say a word. Uh, Dan Housen is there. Dan Housen attempts to, uh, he said he's here to make the human monies and curse people. He tried to curse Hook again, but it didn't work. So Dan Housen further in disbelief that the curses are falling short. I also, uh, cannot be cursed. Let's just put that out there. Um, and then Hook brushed it off and just walked away again. So, yes. when, um, meme, when memes collide, when memes collide.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think Dan Housen and Hook go together well. <laughs> so, like I, I'm not like, I get what they're going for. Like hooks too cool for curses. I get it. Um, it, it doesn't, it is not actually funny.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting to laugh at Dan housing personally, but you know, whatever. Um, House of Black take on Uno Grayson and Fuego del Sol. So, uh, ma- helping out their masked brethren, uh, even though Stu doesn't wear one. Uh, you know, uh, House of Black. Uh, I saw a GIF of somebody kicking Fuego out of the air. Uh, yes, smash. Okay, so <laughs> it feels like I haven't seen Stu Grayson Russell
2: in like six months, but <laughs> um, but he was there and he was back and like you forget that he's like you know. He, he'll that he's you forget he's very good, so uh, it was good to see him in there and like, but it wasn't like a super competitive match, it was more or less like a showcase to get Fuego, uh, uh get a hot streak in the ring, and then like he basically like sets up and uh, and gives at the end after everybody gets cleared out, after uh, Brody uh, King hits a, a, a tope through the ropes. Um, it's just alone, the final two are Fuego. In, in in black and Fuego hits black with a uh, reverse rana and he you know he spikes for it and he comes up and sells it big and then Fuego hits the ropes and comes uh, comes off the middle rope and uh, man like <laughs> Malachi Black took his fucking head off with a black mask, and I and I stood up out my seat. Like I don't, like I don't know what it is, but like, like I've really been enjoying wrestling Where I, that shit has made me shout out and stand up my seat. He took his fucking head off, and and uh, Fuego like lands basically like on his back with his knees, with his uh, with his legs, bu- uh, you know, basically like uh, folded underneath him. It was mm-hmm. awesome, and he pinned him. I was like, what a great finish! And. Um, like I need more Fuego Del Sol being murdered by uh that the House of or uh the House of Black. Like it's it's been it's been great. It's been great.
1: Yeah, then we had um Tony Storm and or excuse me, we had uh Jamie Hayter and Sky Blue going at it.
2: Yeah, this match was uh not good. Um Sky Blue just um she's not ready yet, but you know, um, like, but she was better than Julia Hart that we saw uh, this week. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh,
1: fans of them both.
2: Yeah, I mean, is that because of their wrestling or is that because of their look? Uh, it, ultimately, the, I don't care, whatever. But um, match was just kind of there. Like, I, I have to look at the what I gave it. Um, yeah, I end up giving it two and a half stars. Uh, Jamie ended up beating her with the uh, with a rainmaker. She clubbed her around a few times in and hit her with a ripcord, you know, Larry rainmaker. So,
1: so after that, we got uh, the announcement of FTR and the Bucks. Bucks accept the challenge. Uh, that They then teleport at the same time to the Ring of Honor show to do the run in, uh, which is profiled on being the elite. Pretty funny. Um, after that, they announced Bucks and FTR for next Wednesday. Hardy Boys, Butcher, and the Blade in the tables match. Cole and Christian Cage. Uh, then we got the main event promo. Uh, between Hobbs and Lee, and then we had the main event of Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs.
2: Yeah, man. Um, they basically, like, they basically just, you know, run into each other. They do power moves. Uh, Hobbs does a really good job um, working around Keith Lee's, you know, baby face fire and the faces he makes and sells, and then, you know, he fires up. And like all of it is building towards Keith Lee firing up, and then Keith Lee fires up, and then like the, you know they they start you know more or less throwing each other around at points a few, a, a couple times. Like there were parts of the match was building around Keith Lee wanted to give him that big you know corner to corner bill, um, and Powerhouse Hobbs was like nah, or Hobbs was like nah, you not happening. And then eventually after he fires up, he finally gets it. Um, and, uh, then by that point in time, cause his rampage, you got, uh, Ricky starts on commentary. He realized that Hobbs was in trouble. He comes down and start tries to interfere, um, which leads to swerve coming out and, you know, trying to and canceling that out, uh, because of the distraction at the ringside, um, Hobbs turns around and he ends up catching a, uh, actually like the ref gets distracted. So, um, Keith Lee was distracted, and then uh, Hobbs ends up uh, hitting him with the, the big spine buster cover, made the cover, ref is distracted um, you know uh, Hobbs gets back up and tries to get the ref back in place or whatever else, and then as he turns around he ends up catching the ground zero um, and then after the match um, Starks puts Swerve through a table, and then there's another table um put propped up in the corner and uh by powerhouse Hobbs, Lee gets back to his feet. He ends up you know, catch or getting the goozle on uh Starks and then uh he's by the table, so uh Power- Hobbs ends up uh spearing him through the table, and that's how they went off on Rampage. went off err rampage. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, man. Then we got to
2: but Boston. that match was very good. I ended up giving it uh three and a half stars on Cage Match. It looks like a three and three quarter star match. People liked it more than I did, so I uh, check it out. It's fun. Yeah, like, Keith Lee is just so good at, like, just being a big man that wrestles other people. <laughs> he's, really, <laughs> he's really good. He's really good.
1: <laughs> like, you mean, I, like, this is like what almost and Bobby Lashley should have been like.
2: They couldn't dream of having a match that
1: good. Damn.
2: <laughs> could dream, like, nah, man. Like, Think of okay, let's let's just go through it. Survivor Series 2019, Keith Lee, Roman Reigns had to crowd on his fucking feet. Yep, World Rumble 2020, Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar had Brock Lesnar out here running ropes to get Keith Lee to do his drop down, uh, or do his leapfrog drop down or drop down leapfrog, right? Like, had to crowd on his feet, Hobbs, then you get Hobbs. In there, having one of his better better matches that I've ever seen him have versus Keith Lee right here in a match that like didn't go that long. Neither one of them got blown up, and like had a run at the end. Still three and a half. A lot of people think three and three quarters. I think Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs are good at his pro wrestling thing. I just I just do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that was a fun little ending, and it continues their story because they're going to have a tag match eventually between the the NXTers and
1: in uh, Team Task. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> then we got to Boston, one of the hottest crowds of the year. Uh, they were excellent. Um,
2: so I have a question: Was there any chance that this Boston crowd, like I remember, like during the pandemic, they were subbed to go to Boston? Is this the first time this, being back since then?
1: I think it is. Uh, oh no, no the the they were in Boston and remember the match Brian Danielson had against Eddie Kingston.
2: Oh okay.
1: Awesome. Okay, 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 okay. So this is the first time back since that match. Okay, so, so
2: it's been like over six months. All right.
1: Yeah. Um so hot, hot crowd, yeah, opens up with Cole and Christian Cage. Uh put Edge and AJ Styles in a pack, as I predicted. Um I thought this was pretty good. Uh a lot of a lot of just hijinks of moving back and forth and, you know, taking stuff, milking stuff and also like making it mean something and, but like the correct way to like, this, where it doesn't kill the crowd.
2: This, <laughs> was a, this was a, this was a classic Christian WWE singles match. Like you can could put like, obviously I don't think it was as good as some of those rainy Orton matches, but like you could put this next to like the SummerSlam stuff with Del Rio from, from like earlier in the decade, earlier last decade. Yeah. Very good. Um, like not a bunch of flying, not a bunch of like uh or slower paced or whatever else. Uh slower pace than most Christian matches, to be honest. But like, you know, like this was a match that like played towards um the big moves. And um once, you know, it, like setting up towards like the big moves or the real momentum make uh movers or changers in the matches and like as they'll start coming out and they're ducking and escaping that stuff, like it was it was fun. Um I ended up giving it a uh, three and three quarters and I was like, yo, like they're between last week's stuff, I just watched. Yes, you know, literally, I watched it yesterday. And then this stuff, I'm like, I know what's on the main event of this. Like, I know that's. I heard, I heard this match. I heard the main event was class. Like, yo, they're on a really run, a really good run of like hot ass wrestling matches that like they just weren't on for a while. Um, like, I'm glad this turned around. Um, yeah,
1: <clears throat> like I like we were talking about the slow start they had. Well, not no more. Yeah, um. uh, at, <laughs> this, at the beginning of the year, yeah, they're yeah, like that pay per view changed everything. They, um, if, if there was one minor complaint I had about the match, I would probably say the need to, like, if Cole's, like, going in there, in there and, um, about to fight Hangman, he needs to go over Christian harder. He doesn't even need to cheat to beat Christian. They don't uh-huh. need to do the shit where he turns into a dummy and forgets to lower his knee pad or whatever to, to make sure Christian can kick out of his finish and stuff like that. It's like, no, man, it's just like, like, be more, definitive i think in in the win but i guess yeah. it's just you know i, I think they that's just feel what the he, need to protect they feel the need to protect christian for whatever reason
2: i uh, I, I don't know if it's about protecting christian as much as is that's just what adam cole does like he do, like when he's a heel he just doesn't win be, he doesn't beat people like that are at that are even close to his level clean like i think he's more i think he's you know obviously he's a ccw guy that's why he does so many death matches. Uh, mm-hmm. but like, I think he has that mentality in his matches. You look at it, like from what I've seen of him is, you know, over the last, you know, six or five years or whatever, it's like it, it, unless it's like, you know, somebody, he's just on a whole nother level, then he's just not going to be clean when he's a heel. Like he does not, he also wrestles that way to try to shine babyface face in that way. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I think it's a, it, it can get frustrating at times, but like, uh, but like him giving somebody a low blow and then and then like kneeing the back of their head off. Like I, I, I mean, that's, that's pretty low on the offense of the, the kind of, uh, you know, the, the offenses I've seen Adam Cole and the lengths I've seen Adam Cole go to to cheat in a match to, to win. So, like, I, it didn't really bother me. For AEW, yeah, I, I, get it. But for Adam Cole, that's kind of light.
1: So, um, Hangman came out after the match, rolls in the ring, straight. Bitches, Adam Cole. Like, this is like the Hey Man. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, like, pump my fist, rooting for, like, yep. uh, shoves him in the face. Uh, basically says he's gonna, he's gonna whoop his ass, get his affairs in order. That was almost like, Hey man, put your nuts on the, on the table or whatever right now. Like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Uh, crowd goes insane for Hey Man uh, when he comes out. And, um, yeah we're set for a texas death match next week so a yeah. uh, match that Heyman was kind of afraid of and hesitant about uh, he's gained confidence in it and now is using this to torture somebody so uh he's gonna beat the shit out of cole again yep like yep this all part of the program like adam <clears throat> cole came in and
2: said i'm going to
1: help put this fucker over yep so um <clears throat> yeah man um Then we got a video uh, package of Jay Lethal attacking Jonathan Gresham at Supercard of Honor, kind of setting up showing Sanjay Dutt, who already kind of worked for AEW anyway, backstage. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, he, he quit WWE and became an agent there like. An uh, AW like the next day or some shit like okay. it, it, it was weird. Like I
2: only knew about the A. I only knew about when he left WWE. I didn't know about him signing on. But you know whatever. Like he was. You know that's you know between Ring of Honor and TNA. Like you know that's what we know him for. So like of course like it doesn't shock me that you know someone like Christopher Daniels picked up the phone and get a get a call to try to get him in there.
1: Yeah. So essentially, he's on a on air character now, kind of managing Jay Lethal. They go way back. Uh, they told mm-hmm. us from early days in Ring of Honor. Um, they start uh, cutting a promo on uh, Samoa Joe. We see Lethal has the button down shirt on, uh, a little bit different than uh, his normal kind of kind of presentation. And uh, the Jay Lethal charismatic promo is right there. So um, it's it's gonna get real hard for people like. He's they're gonna start letting him win now, James. Yep. Now he's a heel.
2: Yep, he's gonna continue having good ass matches.
1: Um, it's gonna get more awkward. It's gonna get more. It, yeah, it is. Like a lot of like, people, a lot of people like gonna, have to, gonna have to. A lot he of might people to touch gonna, the belt at some point. Like, like he might have to touch the TNT title at some point.
2: Look, I, I'm not gonna get into what they do with him. I'm all I'm saying is like this is definitely this is definitely gonna turn into a riddle situation where like. People, people will be like, "Yeah, he is scumbag, but that's a talented scumbag." <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like that. That's that's what is what it's going to, he's he has he is going to continue to out wrestle this. He has even not though missed, he's going to continue to. He's going to figure. He is figuring out out a, a, a way to out. It's for the fans' perspective to outrustle Uh, like the the I can't even say his baggage. That's two. That's two low stakes of what of what he you know what he's been. You know, uh but he's going to he's going to do it. He's already have he's he's already mostly beaten it already. Uh he's wrestled. he's wrestled that level and like people were people were you know doing change with John man. Mosley. Oh man, like yeah, uh he's about to you know, he's about to do this thing with Samoa Joe. Yeah, man, like uh there will be a lot of people that is gonna pretend that shit never happened. Will be a lot of them. It, yep. And it's gonna happen it's gonna happen like over the next few months. Yeah, I can I can already see it happen. I mean it's already started to happen. Right, like it's this gonna, is why people were like, "Why they even let him in?"
1: Like it's gonna I, get. I think, I think it's gonna. Not, it's not even gonna get louder on that side. It's gonna get louder in the people going hard for him side as well. And it's gonna be like, Which
2: like why, why, it's
1: like they, they 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 see him as 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 an accused, he, he, even though he he's, wrestles, he's the one that's he's being accused.
2: So good, he he runs too good. There's no way he could have done that. What? That what I mean, kind of it, sense it, does that it make? Sit your dumb him. ass down.
1: It's gonna get real loud and real stupid. I'm gonna just kind of watch the guy and evaluate his wrestling and, uh, you know.
2: I ain't I, ruined. I ain't ruined. I, ain't I like, you know, look, he had a good ass match.
1: Look. The end. Look, I will keep saying that the, the respect tour rolls on. Like, that's, yeah. a, <laughs> yeah. that's all like, I got. I for ain't, you. Yeah. Like, that shit's a mess. That shit is a um, mess. Owen Hart qualifier. Uh we got Samoa Joe against Max Caster. This was ruled, I thought. Um obviously the rap verse we mentioned earlier with Caster, probably one of his best ones. Um in the promotion, just like line after line of just slick stuff and like just all the timing, uh and everything, you know, kinda of just working out right, falling into place for him.
2: You're not tough, you're injury
1: prone. Um
2: I'm trying to think, what else? There's a few yeah, other ones. He, 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 he was the a-
1: champion, like who's beating him in the yep. ratings. I yep. think that was Adam Cole, but I'll I'll, I'll let it slide. Um,
2: well, I mean, uh, well,
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I think by the time uh, Samoa Joe was champion, they had moved to Tuesdays.
2: But yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah. Still worse. Yeah um there was a there was a couple more more lines in there too but uh look it up go out of your way to hit to hear this one they they tweet all of them out so you can't miss it but uh they joe brings back the muscle buster in this match kind of change modifies a little bit to let him go and release the legs so it's not so much of a neck bump but um i you know i'm, I'm glad he can do the move again it adds a lot uh to him i think
2: yeah, um, for a squ- basically a squash match, like he looked pretty good, which is like, I mean, small Joey. He's not that far gone. Like, I mean, even the match, even the last match I saw, him, the match with Cross, like I thought he was blowing up, like immediately in like a short match, but like, even while blowing up, he still was wrestling well. Like, it still was a good match. Was it a very good match? Eh, I don't know about all that, but like, he can he can still go. It's just like you worry about like the amount of rust he has, his injury, you know, his his health and and like if he can keep the conditioning if he and like watching you know the, how that match would probably like 5 minutes something like that but like he he didn't look blown up so
1: and yeah, um, and I was I was kind of concerned cuz like last time we seen this guy it was like
2: who I was knows, like, like like I was concerned in this match cuz he walked out and he was already like pink mm-hmm. or red or purple or however they phrase like he already like looked a, a weird color coming out I don't know if he was doing something to make himself look, I don't know what happened, but like, he was a weird color, and then I was like, is he gonna be blown up? And then he wasn't, and he was just, you know, he always gonna sweat because he's big, but whatever, like, he looked good.
1: Ironically. He may have to get on that Suzuki program, which he's going to be wrestling Suzuki next week for the ROH TV championship. And what can be a very interesting uh finish, uh, you know, like when you think about which way that's going to go, uh, mm-hmm. all the different ways, like, you know, is this a case where someone else like is Jay Lethal going to get involved to, to try to. Try to screw Samoa Joe is, is you know, is someone going to cross Suzuki? Like, there's a million ways this thing can go. I don't know which way they're going to pick. I don't know if someone's losing clean. Uh, I don't, you know, I I, I don't think they're going to do a bullshit finish. Um, but just wild shit happened. Like, Minoru Suzuki is the ROA's TV champion. Um, so, come on to Dynamite and, you know, Kaizen and So... Um, come, come do, you know, the, the Suzuki faces in the chops and, you know, you know, bring, bring that here, you know?
2: Yeah. I like the last, the last AEW match he had was the match, and Like that's the, that's what I want. That's what I want in when he shows up to ring or AEW or ring honor. Like, so like, and I think he knows that. I think he knows that. So, um, I think we're in for a treat.
1: I think we're in for a treat. So Jay Lethal and Sanjay does, we mentioned kind of the content of the promo. They said they changed their outlook. Uh, they said Lethal tried to call Joe for months because Joe was, uh, Lethal's teacher, but Joe wouldn't answer a la Paul Wardenorf and Hulk Hogan. Uh, Joe only apparently answers for billionaires. Uh, Lethal <laughs> said next week we're going to get Joe a massive present. So maybe something going on there. Yeah, definitely some, definitely <laughs> some. So the BCC was backstage. Uh, and Danielson, they announced with face Tramberetta and Moxley with face Willow Uta on rampage. Moxley said it's going to sound like bones cracking like thunder and raining blood. Like he was thinking, trying to think of something to say. And he just kind of just spit that out.
2: I mean, I mean, given what,
1: uh, given Look, he wasn't lying, right?
2: <laughs> like given what happened, like he called his shot. Like when John Moxley says there will be blood, there will be fucking blood. Like that, that Danielson match. From Revolution, this uh, from this week or this past week, he when he says that shit's coming, it's coming. And it ain't no little nick here, and you bleed a little bit, and then like, all of a sudden your face is dried. You know, from the rest of the match, it's, it is Muda scale. It, it is a, a, over five on the mooder scale every time.
1: We gonna split you, you know. Yeah. Um, but MJF joint commentary and I do next well, one was, one thing I want to say.
2: I do like this promo for the fact is like it showed that what we were talking about earlier about like. He sees something, or sorry, Danielson and uh, Regal both see something in Yuta, and Moxley is less convinced, and then, you know, we'll stay tuned until, you know, we get to Rampage.
1: Yeah, Sean Dean uh, taking on Sean Spears. Uh, Spears was beating his ass. Uh, hit him with like the C four. He did some sick move. It was like a made in Japan um, like neckbreaker. I was yeah, like, what the like fuck is this? I was like, this. I was like, this can't be the guy that everybody tells me is just this terrible wrestler that just never needs to appear on television. This, this can't be the same guy, right? Um, but. Apparently uh this all happened. MJF was on commentary, mm-hmm. Warlow appeared backstage, and my God, Warlow started powering through these geeks like like just easy. Just just get them out the way, finish these boys. Uh walking, stomping all, on the way to the ring, the whole crowd was doing the warlow chants in the goddamn um uh in the Goldberg cadence. Yep, and, you know, you know, it's Warlow season in this vision. <laughs> <laughs> So, 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 you know, shout out to Dan Coffin, but um, yeah, man, uh, he basically just, just basically pulled up, and the distraction was enough for Sean Dean to roll up Spears for the win. Yeah, so Sean Dean continues to own the pinnacle in 2020, two and oh, undefeated. Um, so he's gonna be facing MJF next week. We'll see if the street rolls on. Um, who knows. But um, after that, uh, what wh- would you make of this, James?
2: Like, did uh, Wardlow coming through the crowd, and this week, like, last week, he just showed up and security swarmed him. And then uh, this week, like, he showed up, and you see, like, bodies of security laid out, and then you they catch up with him, and he's laying out the security backstage. I thought it was awesome. And eventually, like, these, like... The uh the Olympic uh the National Olympic team security guys showed up. They were all like six foot six, showed up and stopped them and he just stopped there. Uh but eventually he gonna whoop their ass too. And when he does, I already got a meme saved up. Um it, it if you if you have ever uh listened to Lil' John the East Side Boys uh and listened to I don't give a fuck. Yes. It's something it's something not the first verse. Uh that I, I I know already exactly got saved and, and when it comes and when it happens, when he fucks up all of them, I'ma post it and I'll be like Wardlow. Uh but yeah, um it, it I really enjoy what they're doing with Warlord. they they
1: have fit like he's getting more and more over. He's so raw, bro. Like, he's <laughs> bro, I love Wardlow, bro. He's just like it's visceral. Like it is real easy to get. You know, I'm not I'm not looking for, for, for the five-star matches with Wardlow but he'll give us some four-star four-star performances maybe but he's like full of intensity full of uh of of big dumb jock energy yes just strong like he's that big bro like (laughs) Like, um he he basically
2: like with him Hobbs, keith lee uh, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, Luchasaurus. When Luchasaurus does single stuff, like, they're the big guys, like, so it's gonna be, you know, so for them to, you know, so Joe's here now is like, when they're gonna get together and they have their things, like, look out for it over else. And, like, those are the guys that are gonna be able to do the power moves and all that kind of stuff. Where other guys, like, in, in the roster, that's not their forte. So, like, because of what the house style kind of is, because of the makeup of the roster, like, he stands out even more. Like, that's the importance of having diversity in your roster as opposed to having, like, a bunch of guys that are all ex-football players.
1: Right. Um, so, after that, <clears throat> they showed the video of Kingston, San San, and Ortiz uh, beating down uh, Jer- uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage. Eddie Kingston threw a whole fucking monitor at this man. That show was hilarious. Yeah. Um,
2: and, and Jericho, like... Obviously, they knew it was double doors with like the thing in behind. So, like, he just, he's clearly just aiming for that. But, like, Jericho is like running to try to avoid the TV.
3: <laughs> that was Ooh. funny.
2: And then, it, it is like, so where are you like, your whole time you're like, yeah, so where's Hager? Hager's got the getaway car. And then, like, <laughs> Jericho, I don't know because they're playing on Jericho's age or not, but like, Everybody else gets in, Hager like gets out of the driver's seat, puts it in park, gets out of the driver's seat, it opens the opens the back door so Jergo just like dive in and then he closed the door right off It's <laughs> just so so wow. goofy.
1: So goofy. It's fun. Um then we got a fucking excellent promo by Eddie Kingston, just like so intense that like he didn't even On really like the yeah, he was like, on site basically." That means and by then he was with explain wife,
2: his wife. On site meant? Yes, yes.
1: If I see you with your wife, is on. I see you with your kids, it's on. And then you know, he said, "Jails going to bring uh, the fight," or they challenge it to a six man. He said, "We're gonna beat beat the shit out of you, uh, you know, we are gonna fuck you up, bitch, and it's gonna be Butch Reed and Junkyard Dog style in New Orleans." Like, and I, I popped. I was like, "Man, what a great promo!" Then, um, after that, uh, we had video package hook shrugging off the curse again. again. Uh, okay. So after the second time of scene, it, it was
2: like, this is why I was like, oh, yeah, man, like you done it once, once is good enough. Like the backstage promo the second time. Okay. Now, like leave it alone, leave it alone. Like, I don't want to see this every single week. What, what, what good, like, unless he's going to eventually like slam, um, Dan house on his shit, which I don't know if he can yet because of his foot then, like, there's no purpose of doing this. Like, because eventually he's going to be like, why wouldn't Hook be annoyed by this dude's presence? Because he keeps running up on him over and over and over.
1: So, uh, Jade and Mark Sterling came out, and she introduced the baddie section. So, yes. um, she's basically picking out And women the cameraman made sure to he's... cut
2: out that dude that actually was a part of the baddie section because yes. sexism.
1: Yep, yep. Can't believe that. You know, the guy chosen as a baddie, you yes. know, Jade put him on Twitter took a yeah. picture with him and because uh, the
2: cameraman cut off the dude like uh i forgot who was on commentary he was like yeah you know those are nice looking women but it's like yeah but they cut off that one dude and then what you what then what would you have said then what would you what would you have said ross or or shivani or or whoever else is on commentary excalibur what would you have said then
1: Hey man, I, I I'm a fan of the baddie section. I hope I hope it hope it uh, increases. You know, can we get yes. a couple rows of, of yes. the baddie section? Can we get it's, like three or four sections of the baddie section?
2: How about a whole stadium?
1: <sighs> Who are you telling?
2: Yeah, like so for me, like I enjoy this because it's such easy heat. Is like your town ain't got no attractive women. I'm bringing the attractive women on my behalf to try to give y'all some culture. Like I love it. She well, no, every she,
1: single she's week. She, she's picking people out of the town.
2: I know that, but she—that's not how she's presenting it. Obviously, she's getting local. She's not flying them in. Yeah, yeah. But the way they presented is like, yeah, y'all town, I know to women, so I have, you know, I have brought some, or no, or y'all, you know, there's none of these shows that y'all got out of your city, so I'm bringing them. Like either way, it's still the great heat. Is like, yeah, like y'all, y'all dudes can't, y'all dudes can't pull nothing. That's that's. Like I love it. It's
1: funny. It's great. It's funny. She was getting cheered during this shit. So like because it was like I,
2: I I'd have cheered her. I love it. It's great. Yeah. So like I feel like looking back in retrospect, maybe maybe I'm looking at it through the prism of time has passed and or I'm recently biased. But like, how did Jay not make it for? Uh, how do we not think of? Or do you feel like we omitted her for for gimmick of the year last year for that bitch?
1: I think she'll be a stronger candidate this year.
2: I feel like it's more. I feel like it's stronger this year. But like, I'm wondering if like maybe like uh maybe we overlooked her last year. I don't know. But yeah,
1: she she's says definitely she was,
2: she's definitely up front this year. That bitch is a, is a thing.
1: She says she was tired it's of real. all these MMA people entering wrestling, it and so popped. am I, Jade. It so got am I. Uh, I'm tired of all this, all this shit. If y'all want to do MMA so bad, get y'all ass back in the cage. Go fight. I don't give a fuck. I, I came to see people pro-wrestle. Like, I, I don't care about all your, you know, your 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 bullshit that you're doing in your match. No, man. I, I, it's just boring. Like, fuck all that. Exactly what Jay said. We don't had no time for that MMA shit. Like, nah, get him out of here. And she basically tied it into uh says fear may be a problem, but Jade is a problem solver. So uh yeah, you know, get get that shit, you know, <laughs> made that shit go go get it like the Red Cross.
2: Pandering. I love it.
1: Hardy's versus the Butcher and the Blade and the Tables match and James. We warned him. Matt Hardy is
2: done. Done. Repeat that. Matt Hardy is done. He's... Look, man. He's... He has nothing left. He has nothing left to give that us. That man has it's
1: gave there. his body to this business.
2: He has nothing left to give us. Um, it, it is over. He can't move. He just can't. You, you watch him. He can't move. And, like, he's doing spots in, like... Obviously, there's some selling involved, but it looks like it's hurting him to do stuff. Like when he was doing like the like the leg drop through the table, it looked like it hurt him.
1: Yes, he um. And then like, like he's supposed like, to do bro, like bro, like he he was taking crazy bumps all in this match. It was like that one. Uh, he was taking the superplex to the floor from the outside when yep. he was supposed to go to a table, yep. and it was unsturdy um,
2: as hell. You had in. Uh, the blade had both his feet on the barricade to do it. Yeah, Obviously he's doing it. It was a two person job uh, to do it, but it was still, look, it looked unsafe as fucking a bad idea as we were doing it. Um, But it, luckily no one died. Um, Like I think, uh, what is the move when uh, Jeff comes off, like runs from one corner to the opposite, where the opponent's in the other corner and Jeff is basically on, on all fours and he jumps off. Is that a Poetry in Motion? Poetry in Motion, yeah. They did a Poetry in Motion, on the floor uh to one of them on the barricade and like Jeff's like slipped off his back and i don't know if cuz Jeff slipped off his back or if like Matt just buckled underneath the pressure cuz he can't do he can't do this anymore i have no idea but like Jeff barely made contact and then uh and then like they set up the table um they set up both tables on the floor and then set up the ladder and then like they Jeff does a swan tunnel at the top of the ladder and like Matt can't even Matt seemed like needed also the help of Bryce Rinsberg to hold the ladder in place so Jeff could get to the top and swanton off. And I was like, yo, I, I maybe sad is too strong of a word, but like this is definitely the end. Or
1: should be. Man. I I, I don't think it's going to be, man. I, I think they're gonna keep I mean running he, running now. Yeah, these like guys got his there. there. Of
2: course he's like, he felt like he had a new lease on life, but like I don't like this them as the Hardy boys can't continue. Like, bro, like,
1: they're already not up for it. These, and Jeff don't look like he's matches. great either. They're doing these table matches in, like, week three. Like, um, they... I, I, I don't know if it's a case of where, like, they can't do anything else, but it seems like doing this this fast, it feels like it's within their first five matches. It's like, bro, they're. Yeah. it's a complete, like, yo... I, I'm struggling with the words to describe it, but it's like the
2: it tables matching. It was a, it was a,
1: it was a. It's like a parody of itself. Like maybe. it's like a parody yeah. of which which you know the Hardys for. It's like oh they're here, they're here to just fall through shit. Like and it's just <laughs> like, I yeah we knew that, yeah. but it was just like damn they ain't have nothing else to offer. We went straight to the yeah you know whatever. And we know both of these guys are creative. We know they can come up with new stuff, but like. I'm not into the Jinko jeans and the 1999 shirt anymore. Yeah, um,
2: yeah I just, personally I, I, maybe maybe if they get up higher on the car near Russell, better tag teams or more over tag teams, it'll change. But um, yeah, man, like I this was not a good match. I gave it two and a half stars. One a good match, and it's a tables match. They had a yeah. motherfucker at the end finish with a swanton bomb through the through tables on
1: the floor and this is before you get to everyone kind of not understanding like how the match worked and i think
2: i don't think they help either yeah yeah definitely didn't help
1: like as a viewer i i felt like i knew what was going on because that's how i would assume table matches go like oh every single person has to go through it but like the commentary would have made you think that jeff hardy was eliminated he needed to leave or something
2: that's what i thought because i was like wait so why is jeff hardy like how is jeff hardy who just got eliminated if that's the case. Like, also eliminating somebody that's eligible. That makes no sense.
1: But then I guess there's no rules in the match, and, you know, you can just do whatever. So, yeah, I don't...
2: Yeah. Even if there were no rules in the match, if you're eliminated, you can't eliminate somebody. You gotta be eligible to throw
1: somebody out of the table. Right, or to throw right. throw somebody through a table. Right. So, I don't know. They they, they should have did, did better with that, so... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely right. The, the commentary did not help this
1: match. Um, But... After that, uh, we had Christian's cage backstage with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Christian was frustrated through his water bottle, stormed off. Jungle Boy issued the challenge of Red Dragon, told them they hadn't earned a match. But since they keep getting involved, they'll challenge them to a match. And my championship switch belt uh, or my championship switch buzzer is going off. And I think Red Dragon needs to have a great match in winning this.
2: Oh, they have great matches: Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Red Dragon. They'll be fine.
1: Cause like uh i I think uh Jurassic Express has been awesome in the matches, but like bro, like FTR is like on a streak of a lifetime right now. You'll never be above the bucks, and then you're it seems like they're the number three team like right now, so I guess it's time to to, to do the switch
2: maybe like maybe they're interested in going towards um a a, a trios or singles run. I mean, I I feel like a lot of stuff is like between you know Christian and uh, Jurassic Express and uh, the in uh, Undisputed and um uh LAX and Kingston and you know the um British uh, I'm saying British the, the Blackpool Combat Club like you've seen all these trios things trying to kind of like you know it's it's they're 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 it's it's glowing. It's glowing again, where it's like one of these fucking trios things that happen is obviously they're still waiting on Omega, but it's like I don't know how, how is y'all really gonna wait this long? Okay. Okay. Um but yeah, like I, I think that's you know, they lose the titles and then like that's what you kind of focus on with them is um is that like they can go to do the trio sing or like Jungle Boy needs to go singles. I um, mean, if yeah. he does, like, I mean, have obviously, like, you take towards, turn. If you want to have him beat Scorpio Sky, that makes sense. If that's what you want to do. Makes sense oh. to me.
1: So we have Hikaru Shida and Julia Hart up next. Uh, Julia Hart, <sighs> at the beginning of the match, attacks Sheeta before the bell, chokes her with the jacket, throws out the Varsity Blondes, um, and then this match happens. This match stunk.
2: Um... Julia Hart, I feel like this is the worst I've ever seen her. But, like, it wasn't like the other stuff I saw from her was, like, she was some good wrestler either. Um, like, if this is your first time watching her, you'd be like, she has no business being on, like, major American professional wrestling television. If this is your first time I've ever seeing her. Um, it, it was, it, yeah, it was not a good match.
1: Yeah. Um, it was bad. It was bad. Sheeta was saying, hey, do what you want. It, it, look, we know it ain't my fault. Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Not, not really much here. Uh, Falconero finishes um, uh, Julia Hart here, and I think Hart's got to take it back to uh, the Nightmare Factory for a little well, bit more. One she thing, comes I, back.
2: one thing. I want to, I want to mention. Like, it also looked like you know people have have talked online about like there is some there's potentially like a long storyline at plays with Julia still wearing the, the, the eye patch. I can
1: tell you, I she, could not care less.
2: Right. That she is going to flip off the, the thing and you're going to see like the black and She's going to be like the fourth member of, uh, of, um, um,
1: uh, house of black. Uh, house of
2: black. Yeah. Uh, so I thought this was at play here when she threw her two friends out throughout, uh, you know, Griffin and Pillman jr. And, like, I noticed, like, on, on her face, it was almost like, like a. Uh, it looked like it was like like some makeup that was underneath the eye patch smudged off and it was dark, almost like when you think of Malachi Black's eye thing. So I was mm-hmm. like, maybe they're doing it here, but then, like, nope, she's got her fuck out of here. Maybe it's like a tease of, you know, this is what's to come. I don't know. But, like, if they're going to do it, they better get to it soon. And maybe this is the beginning of it because she's now turning heel or whatever else. But, uh, yeah. Um,. If she's going to be in, if she's going to be in uh, House of Black, she needs to get a lot fucking better, like immediately.
1: Yeah, because um, there's a
2: standard with them three.
1: Yeah, I, I think people are really into the idea of like putting the cute blonde little girl with the dark, you know, thing. It's like we've seen this this story before. Like we've seen uh, Alexa Bliss be corrupted into this fiend shit. Like this, is, like this is like. Like I have zero interest in this. Like, like negative. Like, I hope they drop that shit and forget about it. it. Never happens. Like, like unplug that shit. Like a Nightmare Collective. Like I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't.
2: So, <laughs> so speaking to like another another you know trio's team, uh, House of Black, House of Black, who is fa- who's having a few waiting for Ray Phoenix to come back between uh, Death Triangle. Just start the tournament now. Stop, stop wasting. I want this trio's tournament now. Enough.
1: You play a boy.
2: Look, give Kenny, give, give Kenny Omega and, and, and the Young Bucks like the first defense after you crown a champion if if, if you need it that badly uh, for him to be involved. But damn, man, I'm tired of waiting.
1: So, Serena D's music played. Uh, she tried to attack Sheeta with a chair. Uh, Serena D she came massively from cheered. She came Matt- from
2: behind. And uh, she was ready, waiting for the front, and realized enough time passes. Like, oh, she's behind me. She turns around, and then they face off, or they they basically get a standstill with Sheeta's Kindle stick. Sheena's chair. stick and, yeah, and Sheeta's chair, and uh, sorry, uh, Sheeta's Kindle stick in in Deem's chair, and Serena eventually like leaves. It was like, I almost got you. I almost got you. I almost snuck upon you and got you, but I'm gonna get to you eventually. So they're teasing that. I'm assuming that's for the Owen. Um, yeah, and also continue their feud because that'll be like their sixth or seventh match, I think, or probably like their fifth, actually. But um, they have a good match together.
1: Yeah. Um, Swerve's backstage. Uh, they showed pictures of him at the Grammys. Uh, they said he didn't forget about his issues with Ricky Starks, but for now, he's got stuff to do, and he walked in the locker room. After that, Swerve got inducted into the jump zone. See what happens when I hang out with Swerve. Don't nobody really try to jump Swerve. So, like, I... You know, I, I I didn't really talk to Swerve about that. I put it sent a little tweet out that he liked, so it was like may, maybe you know, you know I need to be there to make sure nobody jumps Swerve. Like maybe this is a you know. But um, after that, Lee's in there too to, to watch his back. Keith Lee can watch his back. You know, I'm sure he, he's a lot more trained than I am. So um, they do the big brawl in the locker room. Lee uh hits Hobbs with pounce through the wall, of course. Uh and this kind of foreshadows the tag team match that gets made. Uh it's gonna be their dynamite Lee or Swerve's Dynamite debut and they're bringing this uh, feud to Dynamite's been cooking on Rampage uh, for about a month now, so yeah. Time to bring it over. Yeah, and now uh, I bet. think
2: the bump through the uh through the put up um drywall looked bad, but whatever.
1: Yeah, so Rampage lineup, Moxley, Wheeler, Yuta, Brian Danielson, Trent Beretta, Red Velvet, Willow, Nightingale, and Swerve versus QT. So um, after that, they announced the Dynamite lineup. Next week is going to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against Red Dragon. They're doing the Six Man with Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Rampage, uh, Hangman Page versus Cole in the Texas Deathmatch. Battle of the Belts, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose. Um, and then I wish I would have just like tried to announce that as fast as Excalibur does oh yeah, he
2: he was zooming through that thing uh so yeah, so rampage sorry uh next or Wednesdays is in New Orleans and then uh Friday's rampage is in garland, Texas, right okay, yeah uh yeah. where is
1: Battle of the belts <laughs> Battle of the belts I do not know okay. Oh, I'll Uh, find it real quick. So they bring out our longtime ROH ring announcer, Bobby Cruz, and he does the introductions and it is time for FTR versus the Young Bucks to the rules are switched is for the ROH tag team championships and the AAA tag team championships. Uh, And it feels like the crowd's on fire. Everyone expected a classic. We got one. Uh, I liked this more than their other match. Um, I think I'm uh, about a quarter star higher uh, on it than that one. And um, I really liked it. Like I thought it was like really like a, uh, it it was interesting seeing FTR like just get cheered like this. And I was like, I'll never cheer for FTR like that, but it's nice like to, to see that or whatever. Like this is like one of the best matches they've had, and this is fresh off the heels of their match with the Briscoes, which I think is even better. I gave them the same rating, but I think the Briscoes match mm. was better um, <clears throat> um, than this one was. But uh, go out of your way to see that if you guys haven't seen it, and then watch this one. It was like a great week for FTR. FTR is on fire right now. Um, they've you know took the stuff with uh, like. The Dax Hardwood singles matches, the stuff they did with Moxley and Punk, uh, Briscoes match, this. They're like in a zone that they've never been in in any point in this company. And it seems like Anywhere. they're there. Forget it this, seems,
2: this, this this company like, anywhere like, any bro. point in the times who were like when they were NXT they weren't they weren't having matches at this level at this, level or this Look, for this they, frequency they no. were
1: coast they were coasting off the NXT reputation for a long long time and they were coming in at some of these matches uh, especially when they first got to AEW where it was like mm, I don't know like and you know they went through a long period of like you know find themselves off the card and you know just challengers and stuff like that and now it seems like it's their time right now and. Um, they get the win over the young bucks here. Uh, just tons of tons of, of great sequences, firing yeah. up crowds, going yeah. absolutely uh, crazy for them. Yeah. Uh, Take nothing away from them, like they're like they're hitting a new peak uh, for themselves. And yeah. of course, the bucks, like, come on, man, like the bucks got got twenty of these, man. Like, I, like I'm, I'm done talking
2: about the bucks, man. The so, bucks are too great, man. So, like, this match basically starts by them, uh, basically doing anything you do, I do better, and they basically like, you know like oh ftr's baby our baby faces or whatever else and, and uh, the the Bucks are heels and the young Bucks are basically doing like ftr's like greatest hits of cheating and then like ftr is responding by like you know getting get, getting momentum back on their side by like doing the same same heel cheating tactic or whatever but their baby face so it's working um and then eventually like they both get in the or all four get in the ring a hockey fight out they get the heat on, uh, Wheeler, uh, which sets up the hot tag to, uh, incomes and Dax, Dax starts opening up with chops and forearms, all that kind of stuff. And then you start getting, you know, big moves and saves and everything. Um, and then at the end, ultimately, um, you end up getting, uh, Matt, Har- Matt Hardy, Matt Jackson in there. No, no, no. <laughs> maybe Matt in like third. Maybe Matt in like twenty years. But uh, Matt, Matt in the ring and like uh, Nick's been taken taken out. So like uh, they go to give uh, <laughs> they go to give Matt the BTE trigger and he sees his coming. He's like, "Fuck you guys!" He spits like he has a bloody mouth. So he spits in uh uh Dax's face, and so they were like, "All right." And, and it was very much. It reminded me so much of. FTR is like last great match in WWE, like that match in NXT, uh, like during the summer or the Survivor Series 2019 thing against uh, Red Dragon, actually, where it's like you're one of the greats, we're some we're some of the greats too. Like you may beat us, but we're going to go down fucking defiantly um so like spit matt spits in one of their faces or spits in a uh, uh uh i'm tr- uh dax dax's face they get in the bt trigger and then lift them up and give them uh the big rig and get them out of there uh yeah it was a great match uh one of the best matches of the year um i gave it four and three quarters um i you know, i thought this match is just on a whole nother league than that first match they had like that first match disappointed the hell out of me like i still i still thought it was a great match but it's like to see the people's reaction to it or whatever else it felt like people are capping because like they wanted this match and like they weren't going to they weren't going to let it not be or not consider it as an all-time great match as opposed to letting it happen when they eventually do it this is one of their all-time great this is like i'm assuming they're gonna have more of these like this is this will be when we get through it with ftr and young bucks over the next you know three four five years this will be one of their classics uh, the other one was just a great match, and like, given how badly that storyline went in the, at the end, leading into that match, and then what the match just actually ended up being, just as you know, this turned out to be more of a love letter to pro uh, to tag team wrestling, which is like, well, then why did we go through six months of waiting for this fucking match instead of anything actually super heated? Like, nah, this is the match they should have. This should have been their first match. This second match should have been their first match and so whatever like I, I thought this match was great uh, like I said again one of the best matches of the year like if you have not seen it go out your way to watch it like this is I think this is better any of the any of the revival in American Alpha stuff I think this match would be like I think outside of the um, I think outside of like the, uh, uh, the DIY stuff these are the best FTR matches or this was the best F- FTR match I've ever seen. Like, you told me the, uh, you said that you oh, think that Briscoe's match is a, better. I, I I, I'll, match I'll need to go see that. I have that. it on my hard drive. I'll go, oh, i have to pull it up and watch it. So I'm going to watch it sometime this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I really wasn't, I really, really enjoyed this match. And like, well, FTR, if you had looked from the beginning of this year, like, uh, there was one match when it was them versus, I want to say it was Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson uh, and Lee Johnson where they're wrestling their ass off. We both know that like, yo, they really working now. And like they have continued that. Like they have changed their they have changed their their in ring philosophy for what they thought was gonna be good enough to like appear at the elite level. And you say that oh all they did was turn babyface. Like when they were when they were still healed, they had changed this. So mm-hmm. like they have made an adjustment and realized that what they were doing was not good enough. Like so Um, And also I
1: would I would think people um, I would I would advise people to not get worked by them (laughs) as far as like because like I think there was something coming into this match with the bugs where. People thought the Bucks were like gonna bury them. Like, there was a reason, like, that it took so long for this second match to happen. I'm like, that's fucking carny wrestling speak. Like, people think this is like for real, like, or whatever. So, So, I guess if that helps them enjoy the match better, fine, whatever. But, like, it's not real. Like, when you see, like, uh, it, like, like when you see, uh, or you used to at least. Now they're when they were heels. Like you see Dax on Twitter, like complaining about like the matchmaking and shit. Like that's a gimmick. Like bro, yeah. like at, the, at after the the Briscoes match, they were in the um, press conference with Tony Khan. They're both like hugging Tony Khan. Like it, like bro, like these they love what the fuck they're doing. Like don't let this like work you to that degree. Like look, feel free to get work, but be be aware of what's actually happening. Like um, and. Like I, I, don't, I just laugh at the notion that um, the Bucks will have a problem losing to them or anyone, for that matter.
2: <laughs> when all they did was spend like the first half of, uh, like the first, like how many months of the of the company's from uh, existence, putting people over left and right.
1: I I don't know where it comes from. So like, if y'all want to get work to that that degree, fine. Uh, but over here in reality, like you'll you'll we'll keep getting these. So, like we don't have to worry about someone not wanting to lose to somebody and them doing a a, a a hour match with no falls or something. Like people were saying, this is like uh, you know this is a Bret Hart Shawn Michaels like style thing possibly with with FTR. I believe I actually got a question from from Floyd uh, about that i'm gonna pull it up right now um so he said question for the show is ftr versus young bus and new sean versus brett and what happens if you love them both and think they're both generational tag teams um Uh, i would disagree with it being like a sean versus brett thing because in one like stylistically in the ring right maybe you could say that right but i feel like like, I don't feel like Bret Hart was or Shawn Michaels was good at the things Bret Hart was good at. Right. And, you know, vice versa. Like, you're not going to see Bret Hart coming off the top rope or anything. I feel like the Bucks Taking can crazy bumps. left yeah, and right. Like the Bucks can do anything at equally as well as faces as heel. Uh We've seen great early returns on FTR being baby faces, but they're not doing fucking Lucha Libre. Like, right. sorry, like it's not happening. But um, I think if you love them both and think they're both generational teams, that's awesome. Like, you know, I, SCR is one of the best tag teams I've ever seen. Like the, the young boys, I think is the greatest tag team uh, I've ever seen. Like, I think that people will, you know, if it, it depends, because like, I think a lot of that, what what I was just talking about, people allowing themselves to get worked into thinking there's like legit and anim- clearly not uh, with these guys. But you said legit, think, you
2: think legit animosity is what you said?
1: Yeah, like okay. I, I think people were working themselves into thinking there's legit animosity with these guys. But I think that's these guys all being like great workers uh, and figuring out like they can make a lot of money doing this. So like, if anything, this could be better than like Brett versus Sean and potentially like more lucrative. Because like Brett and Sean wrestled themselves, or, or they worked themselves out of making money. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I, I never, I don't know. That seems like such a weird question to me. Like, if you meant like their their psychology or an approach to wrestling, then then maybe. But if you like, the, when I think of the Sean Brett thing, I'm thinking like the fact that they fucking hated each other and they worked themselves and hate each other, right? And I'm like, no. yeah, I don't think I don't think the young, but like I've never. I've never entertained for a second that like the young bucks and FTR like don't like each other. I've never entertained that. Yeah. So like, or I've never even thought like that was even something that that anyone actually thought like for real. So like, maybe, maybe that's my perspective. I think a lot
1: um, of that is coming from like, obviously the loud corners of cornetism and, you know, getting fed shit. And then like, basically those fires getting amplified into like regular discourse. Mm. So that like, that's how that should happen. So, um, but I think, you know, You know, with Sean and Brett, it was a lot of old versus new stuff. Like, and when you look at it, I think the Bucks are, are, is they're even possibly more old school than FTR and the the philosophy they approach wrestling. Like, no one's more of an old school worker than Nick Jackson. Like, come on, man! Like, just guys, like, yes, bro! Like, just the way they approach wrestling, like, bro! Like, you know, be a mark for yourself, not a company. Like, Nick Jackson and Kevin Nash are the same fucking person. Like, I don't.
2: Well, I think. (laughs) Well. Right, but it's, but then it's like then the bell rings and like nah, not not at all. So I, that's why maybe that's why threw me off. Like you're talking about the ethos and yeah, um, um, like the bucks think, are about a dollar. Like I think that I think that um, what the fuck is fifty cent? I think that people think like FTR are actually like. Like you mentioned, like they're actually like they believe that like that like the cornet like they like do the old ro- they do the real wrestling guys. Old guys and like because they like they used to masturbate to like the the, the Brain Busters, brainbusters like that's that's like that is actually like what they believe in. like no otherwise like why would they respect these dudes that they wrestle all the goddamn time why would why would they why would they come to AEW and then see what that tag team division is full of with with, with a fucking flying dinosaur right that they want to wrestle uh that those guys. Right, like if that's the yeah. case, and like when they want to wall themselves off and only want to wrestle like uh Moxley and Danielson and like Red Dragon, then no, they wrestle all them dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think people, I think people have bought the fact that they're like annoying on Twitter, that they actually believe that bullshit. And like, quite frankly, for me, the thing that's annoying is like the part where it's like, I know you're full of shit. Can you please knock it off?
1: Yeah, and it's like, bro, like, bro, y'all are... Y'all you're are not working any, or at school. least I,
2: I feel like you're not working anybody. In fact, you're just annoying me. Like, like, <laughs> God, like you're
1: so Look, bad I, No, I will say they they probably are working. Some people they're not working me with that. I'm like, yo, these guys are high paced high spot wrestlers in their own right. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, so, um, you know, and like I said, if if you love them both and think they're both generational, awesome. You know, I mean, I mean they are. Just by definition, they're both generational talents as tag teams. So. Um, Yeah, that'll wrap up uh, the Dynamite review, but we have one more. Uh, We had Rampage uh, this week, and Rampage was just probably the best Rampage uh, episode ever, uh, if I had to think about it.
2: I mean, I don't recall ever seeing two four-star matches on a one-hour show in, in the
1: AEW. So we started. Um, I, I didn't catch the the opening of this. Uh, this was Brian Danielson versus Trent Beretta.
2: Yes. And it is basically like what you imagine a Trent Beretta, Daniel Bryanson match to be like hard hitting, well wrestled, um, and like nobody nobody backed down. Like I know I'm saying all the cliches or whatever else, but it's like this match is like every da- Brian Danielson match you imagine. Like going back and forth, kicking his ass, getting his ass kicked. Uh, you get a uh, there's a, a part where like um, Danielson gets cocky uh, towards the end but like before that like there was a spot where Danielson does his uh, goes for his tope and um, Trent catches him and then gives him a Saito suplex on the floor which is, which is great but he also managed like it was safe or whatever else he uh, he landed basically on the, on his uh, he didn't land close to his head uh, so uh, by a point in time where uh, Danielson gets cocky, um, like there's a, there's a, you know, top rope back suplex, um, or, or, you know, superplex where like in midair, Trent like turns into a crossbody, And then like, as he's falling, you also see Dangleson like turn his, turn his, turn and land on his shoulder instead of landing on a flat back bump because obviously like Trent's bigger than him. So it's like, he's bigger than me. I am taking a back bump. I have this history of concussions. If I turn to the side, it gives my, it gives my, you know, more space for my head to, if there's a whiplash effect to not like hit the mat and I end up, you know, I'm like, God damn, he's fucking good. Like, he's, he has considered every fucking thing he has done to continue wrestling. Like, this man may be able to wrestle if he wants to. Um,
1: you know, he said he wants to work till he's 70.
2: I mean, take out like the su- take off the top row suplex, whatever else he might be able to. The way he's made these adjustments and still and still managing the Russell at, in at, half four star match all the goddamn time, he's just a fucking genius. Like he, he's he's just a fucking best. Like I, 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 like, and then obviously by the end, uh, Trent um seems like he has the match won, and Danielson comes out of nowhere hits with with a bicycle knee and he ends up, uh, gets him back up, and then, like, eventually, like, there's a gotch-style, uh, a gosh style uh, powerbomb, or powerbomb, uh, power driver, and then he slaps on because he, uh, dangles without the match is working over Trent's neck, uh, obviously, because, like, uh, there's also a spot where, uh, Trent tries to put him, puts Danglison through these steps, and he sidesteps, and he goes into the neck first into the steps, uh, at the end, after that gotch-style power driver he slaps on the label lock, and instead of just doing a cross face around the face, he does a neck crank, and, like, the ref stops it, and I was like, God damn, just, <laughs> damn, I, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that he's, like, back, being fucking awesome all the time, at every fucking match, like, like when we first started, you know, like, watching that run in, like, 2012 through 13, God damn, he's good, man, fuck, like,
1: just makes it more glaring, like what he was doing, the the soulless work he was doing at, at points in WWE. Um, like, but
2: yeah, man, he he. Uh, so then, like like four stars, like it was just it's just just a clinic he put on. And, and Trent, you know, Trent can have a great match with anybody. Like Trent's a good ass wrestler. Like he's one of them dudes. Was like I'll take five Trent. I'll take five Trents or or Sammy uh, or Frankie Kazarian's. On the, on, on any wrestling roster I have, cause they're gonna go out there and they're gonna like have credibility. People are over to an extent and like n- nobody thinks that they don't belong in the ring with whoever. Whoever's how big of a star it is or whatever else, they got themselves a chance. They'll probably lose, but they do have a chance. Um, and yeah, you put them away and like it was, it was fun. And like the whole point was like because of, uh, the Yuta and Danielson match from, uh, the week before. Like Trent said, like, I'm going to, you know, he beat the hell out of you. I'm going to beat Brian or Danielson to like show you, like, that you, you know, turn your backs on on Chucky and and Orange as like they're, you know, like, you think that like you're, we can only take you to this level. I'll show you like there's another level we can get you to even though you got no faith in us because you're a shitty friend. Like uh, it was all good. It was all good.
1: There's, um, there's like, there may have been like some, um, uh, like there was a, there's going to be a Trent Uta match one day. And that shit is going to be it's like... It's going to bang.
2: It's going to bang. Yeah. And, you, and, like, imagine, like, that shit. Imagine a Trent Beretta versus Will Uta match in WWE. You'd be like, the crowd wouldn't even give a flying fuck.
1: Like, this is a master class. Like, this whole thing with Will Utah and then looping in now Beretta there and then Moxley and Danielson. It's like, yo, if we're trying to make a new wrestler that people care about, I couldn't give a fuck about Will Utah like... You know, that first time they mostly squashed him. The progression, and we're going to talk about it in his match to come. But uh, well, we'll just kick it down there. But uh, they did a promo segment with Scorpio Sky and uh, Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky didn't really say much. Uh, Sammy, they said he got big boos in the building. This was a very heavily edited segment. Um, There was a portion I heard that they had to uh, they had to cut out because Sammy was so frazzled. Didn't really know what to say. Um, they're getting booed uh, big time, uh, which was funny because like the I think they came out during Dynamite during the taping to do the sign card gimmick, and they got pops or whatever when they came out. So I don't know if it was a case like once the Lambert thing started, it was like, hold on, what the fuck is all this? But um, whenever this program finishes, because it seems like they're walking in Cody's shoes here, still they've got a turn. Like they've got to turn, like, and uh, I think like this is like a this is a great miscalculation, like uh, how this thing has worked out as far as like being over has never had a problem being over at any point in his career until now. Huh. Um.
2: I you know I was talking to y'all about this um the other day. Like I just think that like. Unless it is a will they won't do want to thing as far as romance, like nobody wants it in wrestling. Like nobody, like it's a, it's a hill move to be a couple on, on television unless like y'all are, y'all are like getting together. Like once y'all are together, we don't care. Um, why that is, I have some assumptions. Uh, but miserable. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it's pe- people be miserable, but also like the material is like just it's. Like, think of what we just talked about with when we'll talk about further, continue talking about like, like with the Will Are You to Trip uh, best friends, Blackpool, uh, combat club, and think of the emotions and like the feelings that everybody has, or whatever else. And like, you can, that's so, uh, I'm gonna say relatable, but like, everybody understands like your friends are getting to a certain point, and then are you having friends, and like, what are you, and then like, what do you really want? And, and if, and sometimes your friends aren't, sometimes your friends aren't in your best interest for what you want to do, right? Like, that's a part of growing in life, right? Like, that is a universal thing. I'm not saying that love isn't, because it absolutely is, but, like, you compare that to, like, Lambert coming out and calling, or basically, like, slut-shaming and whatever woman at at whatever particular moment and getting over in front of these crowds because the crowds suck, and then, then like, the woman has to come out there and say some super lame-ass joke. Like, they were like... I forgot what it was, something about miserable or whatever else in the translation and what that means in Portuguese, and she was like, like oh, that's Lambert's easy, it's Dan And I was like, yo, that joke, like, that joke, there's no way y'all didn't know that joke wasn't gonna fucking die. Like, y'all sent them out there to get fucking destroyed. Like, what are y'all doing? And like, there's also people that don't like the, don't, like, so, in the movie industry, right, there are not many movies that involve a the love interest uh the protagonist and like the love interest being together through infidelity or cheating or bring up of a marriage or something serious right like it never tests well when they send out to a screening audience to, you know to test it for to see what people think of of, of the movies a lot of people remember that Sammy Guevara proposal shit and they're like Yo, what the fuck happened? Clearly there was some fuckery going on here. And a lot lot of people are holding that... You know, whether it's said or not, people are holding that against this Sammy and Tay shit. And I'm not saying... It's none of my business. I don't care. But what I will say is what I've always said. When you have a babyface act come out and get booed, I don't care if it's intentional. I don't care if it's over and gets reaction. It fucking sucks to watch. So...
1: Yep, they, hey, they, need to, they need to go very ahead. high on this guy. Care about the trajectory, trajectory of his career, and I feel really bad for the for for him for her. Like she had never had a problem getting cheered before, and then yep. this has just been a, a bad situation for them both. Like this situation has been, um, you know, I think people are being unnecessarily hard on them. Like for for some of that stuff, I, I agree. think, uh, but. At the end of the day, it's like, well, what happens when, you know, with the material they're giving on screen? And then that shit is sucked too. So, like, it's like, well, get to the match. Like, get Sammy in the ring. Like, what got Sammy Guevara over was not his promos. Like, it was him going nuts in the ring and being a human highlight reel and and being crazy and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. Like, they've got to wrap this shit up and then think about their next move and, like... And if they really want to take this be mad thing, which I think that's out there for a reason, like they can, they can really do something with that and, and, t- and turn themselves like into hot heels and then eventually normalize, you know, their, uh their reception essentially, because like we, we just sat through like Cody coming out here and not having the answers or whatever. And I don't think like, I hope Sammy isn't someone that's like, yo, I don't want to turn. Like, I want to be a oh, good guy right no. now. Like, no so like, if Tony Khan yeah, told like, that
2: man to turn, he gonna have to turn. Period. Flip,
1: you know, flip. Yeah.
2: So I, like, I don't understand why he entertained that shit with Cody. Um, but yeah, like, I, I almost feel like they're being... like, when are they gonna get to this Paige Van Zant match and get it over with? Because like, once, please get it over sh- that shit over with and do it already. Because like, she's been around. And, like, what are we waiting for? Like, are we waiting for I think she's, like She's
1: uh, in wrestling school now. So, like,
2: but by guess, having
1: her on TV already. I mean, she's doing the angles on TV. So, right. Um, but she's still in school, I guess. So, uh, well, I would assume that they'd get that ready for Vegas, personally. So, you know, UFC fighter, Vegas. Mm-hmm.
2: So, and then normally uh, on International Fight Week 2 that weekend, or am I mistaken?
1: I don't know when International Fight Week is. It's in sometime in the summer. Okay.
2: Sometime in the summer. Like, whatever month, one when, do when? okay, here's here's how you know, right? You would know this. When do they, when does F4W normally take that trip to Vegas?
1: Around yeah. then. Yeah. That's international. In like May. They, okay. That's
2: International Fight Week. That's how I remember it.
1: Gotcha. So, um, yeah, Paige tells, says he doesn't want his daughter to grow up like Ty Conti. Um, he said a lot of other stuff too, but I, I just don't remember. Oh, he said there a walking PR incident waiting to happen. uh, Gets big cheers for this, and I'm like, what is that public? What like maybe is that allusion to like
2: what may have been an affair? Is that is that what? That's I guess supposed to
1: be? yeah, or or just okay. anything that can go bad or whatever, and people don't like. It's easy. Like he's picking up low hanging fruit right there. Like he can. He said that line, and it can apply to anything. Okay, um, so you know, not, not like, not ideal for, for Sammy, not not ideal for us to to have to break this stuff down. Like, it's like, this is the only thing that's like, not like where the the wheel ain't quite turning, uh, like it needs to. Can can we, can we do a a real quick, uh,
2: um, what do you, what would we call it? Uh, (laughs) can we do a meeting of the pillars right now or no, can we do, can we rank the pillars right now as far as where they are? Can we, can we do that right now?
1: Yeah. Uh, MJF will still be number one. Uh-huh. Darby. Yep. Jungle Boy. Yep. Sammy.
2: Yeah. And, like, there's a gap. There's a, a, a gap between Jungle Boy and Sammy right now.
1: Yeah. Like, and it's, and it's through no fault of like, like, Sammy didn't start having worse matches. Like, right. he's having probably like the best set of matches that he's ever had right now. And it's just like, this Ty Conti alliance has sunk him in a lot of people's eyes. And it's like, and, it's,
2: and when you say that, you don't mean it's actually her fault. You're just saying like, this whole thing and all the shit that around it is like a dark cloud that has nothing to do with uh, the character yeah, of Sammy phenomenal. Guevara <laughs> or, or Tay Conti. It's just, People do. People just is not are not with it, and like the Booker put them in the bad situation that was left over from, uh, let's say a previous administration. This would be funny, yeah. and it's like yo, this this sticks, uh, this stinks. Like that, the whole America top team thing is is like. I wouldn't say they're not they they they're, they're poison for baby faces. I just think like some of these baby faces are flawed and like they are shining bright lights on the flaws that are out there for the crowd to yes. be like, yeah, you know what that does fucking suck. Hey, your job ain't to do that, Dan Lambert. Your job look, is to get it, look, your you job noticed, is not to like make the baby faces
1: worse. You notice he was not able to do this to Chris Jericho, like he, like people that are strong, like kind of like with that you're not able to do that, like, type of thing, uh, too. But but at the same time... There's not a lot of Chris Jericho's running around. <laughs>
2: right. And your job isn't to get the babyfaces under. Your job is to get the babyfaces over. Like, you, you, like, obviously, one's in the ring, one isn't. But, like, that ain't what Adam Cole's doing, is it? So, gotta be, gotta, you know, gotta make an adjustment at some point. Otherwise, yeah. like, he's absolutely working against you.
1: Yeah. Regardless so of how
2: talented the promos are, or well done promos are,
1: we got Swerve against Q.T. Marshall. This went over a little over five minutes. Thought this was some good action in this match. Swerve got a win uh, to launch him into uh, the 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 tag match on Dynamite. Hits him with the with the damn. Um, is with, it called with, a house call
2: in the, in AEW or no?
1: I don't know if it is, uh, but he he was the crowd was really into Swerve. Like he yep. was over, uh, and it's just another good sign uh, well. for him.
2: They they were they were in, they were in the territory, so <laughs> I'm just joking, like you've been, been over in Poughkeepsie or not Poughkeepsie, but if he had been in freaking uh Evanston, uh, Illinois, it didn't matter, but I'm just saying like it's funny, like look at look at these WWE wrestlers being over in WWE country.
1: <laughs> so um Ricky starts challenging him to the tag match. Um, and then they did another Marine Shafir promo uh to challenge Jade. Yeah, uh, she said
2: so, like a
1: sentence. Yeah. So yeah. I I wonder what show sentence. that's gonna be on.
2: You know. Probably battle of the belts, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> look, they better get something else on there. That's all I'm gonna say. Um then we got uh Red Velvet versus Willow Nightingale in an Owen Hart Foundation qualifier match. Red Velvet also picked up some booze uh here. This is like uh Red Velvet was booed in the past uh, against Britt Baker. Uh, of course, they had Britt Baker in her hometown. That wasn't never going to go well. Yeah. Uh, so, so Velvet kind of plays into it a little bit. Willow Nightingale's in there. Um, the crowd's very into Willow. Yeah. Uh, she's also in Beyond Wrestling Country, so that's like area she wrestles in. So she,
2: yeah. Uh, you, you said that they were in. Where do you say it was? Willow. It was Nightingale Country. Whatever you said. Uh, little, like little beyond
1: little... wrestling,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, uh, they were into her. Um, in James, are
1: you into Willow Nightingale? Yes,
2: um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, but yeah, oh, you really? <laughs> fucking fool. Uh, but yeah, uh, she. She, uh, she, I mean, the match was good. Like the match was good. It was, it had a couple sloppy moments, but like the match was good. Crowd was really into Willow. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Velvet eventually at some point adjusted and, and, uh, and, uh, recalibrated to like work more heel. Um, and I thought that, you know, given, you know, the ring of honor purchase ring or Willow in ring of honor, willow in on the darks or whatever else it like she you know this is her first appearance that i remember on dynamite or rampage and like she, the way they reacted to her she, <laughs> she she's the biggest star as, as uh as as you can kind of that's about the biggest star reaction you can kind of ask for at the women's Vision AEW at this point and um you know she she had good fire like when she took the straps down i was like let's go <laughs> like there's, there's nothing there's nothing easier to pop me in a match than having a singlet, and then, like, after having a fire, after firing up, you just rip the straps down. Like, I'm just—it's so easy. <laughs> just, yeah. just big jump, big dumb chalk wrestler wrestling, as you as you mentioned before. But um, yeah, uh, Jay or not a Jay, oh my God. <clears throat> uh, I forgot what happened, but like, uh, it looked like uh, Willow was going for the win was about to get the win. And then, uh, red velvet escaped.
1: Turns so uh, backstabber. Or something.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Backstabber. It turns, it turns to like this weird roll thing where, uh, velvet gets to her feet, comes off the ropes and hits a, uh, trouble in paradise and gets the win. And I was like, Oh, they beat her in home, in their home area. Like this, this evil heat promotion. This is, this is what you expect out of WWE. They just beat the, the hometown hero in, in, in her spot. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> So, she's been making appearances for ROH, obviously this one here. So, it feels like she's on the track maybe to get signed. So, I don't know. I don't know.
2: After that reaction, she almost has to be signed.
1: Yeah, I I think they're going to keep bringing her in. Uh, A lot of, like, they're putting together the tournament right now. I think we're going to actually get the, we're going to see the depth of this thing. And then, I, I just don't know, like, you know. Like they have the Tokyo Joshi Pro stuff about to start. It's just like, all right, what's the point of signing her at the at this time rather than just like, hey, we'll use you on a freelance basis, and then like when kind of that stuff clears up, then like maybe bring you in later on. Like, like that could be something that happens as well.
2: Yeah, you're you're right. Um, I also think I also have the 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 thought process of like, how many good wrestlers AEW Women's Division have like just. Just domestically right now.
1: Well, there are going to be some contracts coming up. So, like you know, <laughs> like uh, for example, not not saying I know anything, but like someone like a, someone that has been there from the beginning, like Penelope Ford, right? Mm-hmm. Are they going to bring her back? I don't know. She's she hasn't been around. But say okay. she comes off the books, maybe you slide will on her position. So it's like, Cause, uh, cause it, like, it's you, a lot of stuff like that.
2: So right, because you mentioned like as you mentioned like well you you know it is she going to be building to put people over? It's like, I mean, not everybody's be like pushed immediately. Like there's always a time to slot somebody to, you know, they lose the beginning and then they heat, te- they heat up. And like, I mean, that's kind of what they did with like Nyla, where Nyla, Nyla will like lose every big match. And then eventually she turned it over, turned it around and won the belt. Um, like for me, it's like, if you want to bring in a total, you go to pro uh, wrestlers, you want to bring in Yuka, you want to bring in Maki, you, know, you want to bring in maybe potentially uh Miyu, like, I don't think it's, I'm, 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 I'm cutting the shit. I'm, I'm cutting the shit. I'm tired of motherfucking uh, Japanese wrestlers and, jo- and Joshi and luchadors coming in and then wrestling motherfuckers that are mid or not or crummy wrestlers and then like because the language barriers already hard enough and then people can be like, oh, damn, I heard, what about this rep? And then like it's like, oh, well, they, they wrestled somebody. and You got to explain this to them. Like, I'm tired of that shit. Like, put somebody in there that can actually go with them and they can have a match as of the caliber that I normally see them in. And I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta hear this bullshit. Like, it, it was so funny. Like because uh, Jeremy was talking to me about this, but, like, when he first saw Mayu and Ring of Honor wrestling Kelly Klein, he's like, oh, she's okay, she's fine. And then, like, he watched the watched start, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I, uh, why the fuck do they wrestle with that? Because of the competition! It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you need dancing partners! So, like, for me, like, need a you a dojo. Mentioned, you mentioned this, um, when we talked about, like, uh, the last four matches of Tokyo Pro mm-hmm. Pro's sumo, sumo Hall show from a couple weeks ago, where it's like, you wish that Akaro Shida wrestled like that here.
3: Mm-hmm. She's
2: one of the best. She's one of the best uh, wrestlers, American, uh, wrestlers, American women's wrestlers, in American women's wrestling <laughs> landscape. She's one of the best wrestlers we got. She don't even wrestle like that here. While she's one of the best still. Like it's annoying, and I would like for people like Willow, and like some of our our better American wrestlers on the scene, to be able to wrestle that kind of talent, if you're going to put them over, put them over. Like, I don't think Willow Nightingale's going to be hurt by losing to some wrestler that's better than her. I, I, I don't think so. Like, maybe I'm wrong because of the height, size difference or whatever else, but like, I don't think that hurt like all the people that, that had to do jobs to Riho. I just don't. Um, so, you know, I, I just think it's like, if you want this shit to actually get over, like, they got to have good matches. This is a match promotion. Like, I understand like, I mean, to an extent, it's a match promotion. Obviously, it's a storyline, the promo promotion, all that stuff. It does all the good wrestling stuff. But like, one of the ways is have a look really at matches, and you'll be over. And like, <laughs> this match is good. Um, and I would like to see more Willow. I would like to see more Revel. I thought, I thought both of them. Like, I, you know, I've talked about uh, Revel before. Like, I think that she's very good. Like, so I'm not upset that she won. Um, or upset's not the right word. Like, I wasn't like, damn, this is a bad decision. I was just like, huh, like. They they beat this person that was over in the hometown. They had a good match. Normally, you know, and the AEW formula is send them you know, send them home happy with the hometown hero winning after a good match, but it didn't happen this time. Maybe, maybe the next time they have a match and uh it'll be different. Yep.
1: Yeah, so after that, uh they announced Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki for uh casually uh <laughs> for the always TV title. Uh, they then interviewed Tony Neese he was interrupted by smart Mark Sterling who offered Nice representation I like it um, because that could be uh, Tony Neese coming into the pinnacle he's from from Long Island like he can work for MJF and, and take losses and be an awesome wrestler like on the bottom of that shit like bring in Tony Neese I'm always about, to, about the niece so um, and you know Sterling doing the talking for Tony Neese that works but uh, and then John Moxley versus Willer Utah, 12 minutes 25 seconds. Uh Will came out with the ROH Pure Championship over his shoulder. Uh Moxley does a wild thing entrance. Uh catches a dive immediately from Willow Utah and it's fucking yeah. on from there. Like this is a main event style match. This, these, this is a meeting of equals at this point. Um these guys whooped each other. Utah bled buckets. Yeah, Out went yeah. fucking insane for him. This was a high level match. This was just like full of just like I felt like the screen. It, like I don't know, man. It was this was like it pulls you in.
2: Yeah, this match is great. And like it, uh, with the curb stomp deal on the uh still steps, the blood, the way he, the way he had the crimson mask. Uh, like he's bleeding all over the mat on the outside of the floor. Uh, the dived uh, through the table, the uh, ring announcer table, uh, the scorekeeper's table, whatever you want to call it, uh, off the top rope. Um, a lot of, like, what I would like to call, like, Walterism, where, like, Walter will just, like, beat the shit out of you, and, like, you kick, and then, like, he immediately goes to... Uh, everybody, there's a lot of Japanese wrestlers that do this, where it's like, hit you with a move, you kick alright, fuck this, I'm not even going to try and get you up to hit you with another move where you basically escape, I'm just going to slap you in a choke, but um, it, and then making the ropes, and then escaping out, and like, it was just a great match, it was a great, it was a great, like, 13-14 minute match, the blood added to the match, this is one of the matches where, like, I will give them credit for saying that like, the blood added to it and the amount of blood uh, added to it, and like, you know, he kicks out of one paradise shift and, and that got a big pop. And then like, you know, it continued through and looks like this match is definitely won. And then he does the slow, weak kick out. The crowd lost his shit for that. I, I yelled out, holy shit or oh shit. And like that for me, I think that was kick out of the year so far for me. And, um, then he slaps out, puts him in a sleeper. And then like, obviously, um, early in the match, like, he had got him in a sleeper or bully choke and like, he teased if he was going to tap. I was like, no, nah, I don't tap. Don't do that. I was like, pass out. I was like, you know, the, the be a man memes. I was like, pass out. like, like, pass out. Pass out and, and almost die. Be a man. Be like yeah. Tam Nakano. Don't tap out. So, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, uh, once, once he passed out, I was like, job done. He did everything he needed to do. This is great. Uh, Moxley is one of Moxley's best matches I've ever saw. Singles matches. Um, we're just saying something because like, you know, um, he's been, he's had a, a number of great singles matches, uh, like since he, uh, went through the G1 and then through, you know, uh, the stuff with, with Omega and, you know, other people like Danielson. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I super impressed by, by Willer Yuta like showed all this heart and then like at the end, like I love this, the post-match, like cause after he kicked out of the second paradigm shift, Moxie does the WWE bugged out eyes. I can't fucking believe someone kicked out, which was appropriate this time. He had fucking murdered this dude. Um, so at the end of the match, uh <laughs> Moxley goes to the corner in like disbelief. Like, like I gotta get away from this fucking guy. Like, I can't this motherfucker kept rising like Terminator. And um income uh Danielson, income uh Regal, and in like Danielson and Regal are, like they want to give him some and, and Wheeler Utah's like come on I'll take more I'll, I'll fight, fight y'all I'll, I'll too fight you, I'll fight every I'll fight every last one of y'all in here I don't give a shit
1: so was he was to, on his Riley Cooper I
2: was about yeah I was about to make a Riley Cooper job I left him alone <laughs> yeah you already peed when I was going for uh so um you know the crowd is shaking or, or chanting shake his hand shake his hand they do the handshake uh they're into it sh- uh, I think they also shook uh yeah I think he also shook uh Danielson's hand and then, like, at the end, you hear, you know, obviously it wasn't Mike, but you can hear from the camera, uh, you can hear Mike say, and now, like, the real work begins, and it's like.
1: And he put BCC on his chest in yes, his own did. blood.
2: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I forgot about that part. Yeah, it was. It, Man,
1: it, was it felt like I was watching, like, just this major story unfold here. So, I want to it ask was you this. phenomenal.
2: I want to ask you this, Rich. Like, should we wait now, or should we already call the nomination? Uh, creative success of the year, Blackpool Combat Club.
1: Oh, I did yeah. write it in blood, baby.
2: Yeah, I fucking love this. I did. Right like, I, like blood. I think I think y'all are tripping, saying this some like one of the four hundred greatest matches in the history of pro wrestling. But um, or three hundred seventy or whatever else. But like this match was a masterclass, and they had been building towards this, and all the stuff we talked about earlier in the show with. Like, him leaving to get to this point. Uh, and him over, like, the squashed. last squashed. Yeah, him getting squashed and him Him doing a little better. In the tag match and then the singles match with Danielson and then this. And, like, you know, the the slap with Regal and all that stuff to build this. And then also what you know is ahead for, like, what's going to happen with him and Trent and how that shit's going to break bad and how, you know, they're going to have been thumping and like, you know Trent's gonna be so pissed at this point. Uh, you know him and him and Chuck might end up fighting. Like this thing is gonna be. You know, obviously, you know we'll see what happens with Orange casting his shoulder, but like this could be like the bit the most important storyline, like, the best friends ever has in AEW. Yeah, and like, and that's saying something considering like you know they had the the back the black, like the batlock brawl or whatever so that was huge and and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I I th- I think this this thing has gone already started off with, with Regal and. In and, in and, and everything coming in, like better than I thought, it was ever going to show up, and like it's already, it's already one of the better things they've already, they've ever done in AEW, and that's that's high praise. Like I love this.
1: Yeah, this was um, this this just like it takes you back to like, just like what storytelling is and progression and making somebody is making somebody. Yeah. Someone getting over someone new, getting over, like pushing the button on them in, in a couple of weeks, coming up with a plan for them, putting them with stars who are giving, who, uh, who understand what, what, what needed to be done to get them to be stars. And now they're doing that for other people. And it, uh, it's inspiring watching things like this almost. So it's like, I, I think it's, uh, phenomenal like it like like when, when uh you know when the booker of the year uh trophy goes out for the third consecutive time uh to the same person we're gonna be looking back on shit like this
2: yeah um this is great like this is everything you want out pro wrestling is like a young person comes in and get their ass with by stars and eventually they get they you know they earn respect and you know
1: in a defeat
2: yeah that's the that's Rich, we watch a lot of, we, we watch a we've watched a lot of Japanese pro wrestling. Like, this is what like most of the undercard is. Established card, and a, it's it's a it's a you know, a younger person slash young lion, lioness, whatever you want to call it, versus a established star, and this person is on top, beating the shit out of them until they fight until the crowd literally is fighting for the person to get up and fight back. And then they fight back, and then they get put away eventually, and then you shake their hand at the end. And then you do that enough, you get your ass whooped enough to where, like, eventually, you start winning more, and you win more, and you win more, and the crowds behind you because they saw you get your ass whooped and saw you at the beginning.
1: Like, that's it's it's it is. They've depending. done this in three months, James. Yeah, they've done this in three months. But I
2: mean, obviously, guy. you know, Yuda
1: had already had been like,
2: regardless of how over, however, whatever lack of charisma, yeah, you big may name have thought on he the, had on, on the Independence, right? Regardless of whatever like lack of uh, charisma you thought he may have had while watching in AEW, he was always around and he always had good matches and he always showed good stuff but it was like what is your reason to actually care about him which is what i always hear about these fucking dorks that are like feel like they had to be tricked into liking wrestling i don't know whatever but it's like this is this is this is the kind of stuff where it's like this is what gets people to invest in people and like um i still think he's winning as a promo but it doesn't matter if he already has a storyline for him and he can bleed buckets and he bled buckets to get himself over. The job is done now. He's a made man for now. Like, yep. as far as the killers, the killers and pillars thing, like, it's coming. Like, we got, we got Hook off the ground already. We got, uh, Yuta off the ground. So what next? We, Lee Moriarty and who else? Who's
1: a, who's the Garcia. Ones? And
2: Garcia? And Garcia's already made, like, so the only person we left is, uh, is, uh, is Moriarty. Moriarty. Yep. That Man. shit started as a joke. They actually did it, Rich. I know. I know.
3: <laughs> I know. I know.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, this shit started as a cute little meme. Like, so did the Pillars. The Pillars started as a cute little meme, and then it happened, and now the pillars yep. started as cute little meme, and now it's happening. Amazing. Yep. what what, what will be next?
1: Never know. Um... But, yeah, man, I, I guess there's only – that's all we got on AEW uh, these past two weeks. Phenomenal shows. Um, can't wait for the rest of them. Uh, can't wait for New Orleans show. Mm-hmm. Eager to see how that arena looks on television. They've been waiting to go there. Um,
2: Isn't that where it was Supercar to Honor uh, 2018 yep. was? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's what I – I know that, that thing sounded familiar. So we've actually been to that building before. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, and um, this one is uh, one of the shows that was originally canceled that they're finally getting to make up. Wow. So that crowd is probably going to be lit on fire. Uh, very happy to uh, Swerve's debut on Dynamite. That's going to be awesome. And um, yeah, man, can't wait. But um, I guess there's only one thing left to do, James. Guess you just gotta hit the music.
2: Okay, so, um, where we last left off was the end of. Uh, World Climax. Shuri uh, defending her red belt two nights in a row. Sai tiny defending her, her white belt two nights in a row. Um, Momo and Starlight Kid are new crowned tag team champions. Um, and we uh, go to um, the next week after that is the first round of the Cinderella tournament. And We start, we start off with that pretty much. Uh, this, the first night, uh, man, like, they, or A, or not A, W, my God, uh, Stardom is like doing this thing that I'm finding annoying where, like, they, you know, Sumo Hall Saturday, Sumo Hall Sunday, both pay per views. Okay. I don't love it. It's not bundled as a package of her discount. Don't love it, but whatever, fine. The very next week, they offer the first round of a tournament as a pay per view that has like it's a thirty one person tournament, so that's fifteen matches. Or it turned out to be sixteen because like they put uh, the first match of the second round on the show, so it's like you think I'm about to watch uh, or not? You think i about to watch a sixteen match pay per view that's like knowing also knowing the history of, of Cinderella tournaments, where it's like. Y'all, these, these matches are generally crummy compared to what the normal standard is for a stardom singles match. Nah, not doing it. So this is like the first stardom pay-per-view where I just like, not not buying it.
1: Just not doing it. Um, They finally broke you. Yeah, not doing they, it. They, like, they've, gone too, they, they've gone too much.
2: Three pay-per-views in, in two weekends? Fuck no. Like, where do you, TNA is. Where do you TNA? is Jared no. running it now?
1: That is a lot. Look, yeah. never underestimate Jeff Jarrett and, be, and his reach. That'd be one thing of, like, okay, they're gonna
2: have title match on it's a it's I remember last year telling you, like, this last year was the first year they didn't do the, the Center tournament all in one night. And they did the first round and I think it was in Kirk and Hall, and then like did, you know, the subsequent rounds on the road two level shows, and then had the semifinal in, the two semifinals and the final all in on one pay per view. I remember saying to you like I don't necessarily like center Road tournament anyway to begin with, but when you just put the, just the first round on and then like the last match ends, you like, okay, well, this is what we got going forward. Good night. Goodbye. Nobody wants shit. Hollow. It's, 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 it, it felt anticlimactic. climatic. I'm like, after that, I remember that. I was like, I'll be damn. I spent $50 on this. No, no, no knock, no knock against him, but nah, not doing it. Just not. But, um, they came out and, um, they had a a uh, player's entrance very similar to uh, what they did at the Grand Prix. Showed everybody, called out their names. They did posing on the ramp. They all like walked to certain positions, and then basically like they ended like and they had a, a vertical. I'm sorry, a horizontal ramp from the uh, entrance to the ring, and they lined people up. Basically, uh, people walked that were in there. Further out, walked up closer, then basically had basically all the top stars that weren't champions, like at the front of the, the ramp. And then, like, they put all the champions in the ring. So red belt, white belt, tags, trios, future champion, high speed champion, SWA champion, all in the ring. So I thought it was cool. And they did, the, took all the pictures and it looked nice. But, uh, once the, once the match started, uh, it was just like kind of what you kind of remember about Cinderella tournament, where it's like, you are going to get a couple good matches. you are also going to get some draws, get the hell out, get, you know, to clear up this to kind of get through the tournament faster. But, like, the 10 limit, the, the, in the first round, the 10-minute time limit is just so constrictive to them, you know, having a great match. And, like, it is what it is. Like, if you know what it is, like, you can enjoy it. If you want it to be the general standard singles matches, a slew of singles matches from stardom, you're going to be disappointed. And that's why I don't rock, that's why I don't like the Cinderella tournament, even though, like, it's always successful financially. Mm-hmm. It's always one of their best, biggest drawing uh, like shows. I don't know why. I Maybe think it's you get probably everybody. The, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think as you get to see everybody, it's the unpredictability. It's kind of like a sampler, yeah, uh, in a sense. So yeah,
2: so yeah, because you know, like anybody can technically anybody can win because like you don't have to. You know, like it's, it also has top rope elimination. So like has a time limit, has top rope elimination. Anyone can be eliminated. Anyone can you know end up in our drawing and get sent sent home. And also I think it's like it has that money in the bank factor where it's like historically the person that wins is not an established star it is somebody that is you're setting up to have the breakthrough year to get them to become a star like in the next year in the year after that like that's why I picked that's why I thought Sayakamatani Kamatani was going to win it um going from 2020 to 21 and then like she ended up having that Budokan Hall match with Utami. and I was like I still think she's going to win and she did uh, that's why we thought you know, start like he was going to win, but that ain't happened. Uh, but yeah, um, going through it, uh, I'm going to speed round through these things because, you know, these results are, it doesn't really matter, but, um, I'm all the way up top of this thing. Uh, so you end up with, uh, Unagi versus, uh, Hina. Unagi ends up winning with let me turn this thing sideways, uh, my phone so I can see how this was like, turn this something bitch sideways, what, no, uh, <laughs> let me turn my phone sideways so I can see, uh, the results in my notes, uh, so Nagi ends up winning, uh, beating, um, uh, Rena with a blade run. this is the first time we, or not, no, sorry, I'm thinking of Hina, uh, two and a half stars, it's fine, uh, then you end up getting Waka in there with, with Saki, uh, Saki just bullies around Waka and then eventually beats her with, uh, after, uh, Waka fights back. Waka ends up getting beat with a uh, Flash Crucifix pin. Uh, got her out there with the uh, with the Saki special. Uh, then you get Hannon and Micah, and Hannon and Micah basically trade off Judo moves. Um, obviously, uh, Hannon's not strong enough, so he gets overpowered, and then Micah uh, puts her with Michinoku driver, and then it, uh, good match. I'm going to give three, three stars, uh, and Micah ends up uh, shaking Hannon's uh, hand and like very similar to what we were talking about as far as like earlier with Willa Yuta and, um, and Moxie, obviously not nearly as good, but the same point stands like you have established star and versus someone that's younger or someone that's less experienced or someone that's like on the way up and you beat them. And then you basically show respect because you, you know, you beat the shit out of them and they fought, uh, and they showed their heart. Um, next match, you end up getting, um, uh, Mina versus Mirai, so, one thing to point out is during the, the, the player introduction, if you will, when they did the roll call of everybody, of all 31 wrestlers, uh, Mina wasn't there. So... Once she wasn't there, paired with the, the press conference where, um, given their history in Tokyo pro together, and Mina wanted to try to make an appeal to Mirai uh, as far as their former friendship... By handing her some memento that they had of their friendship, Mariah ripped it apart, and then Mina turned into crazy Mina, and she started eating the uh, the thing that Mariah ripped up. And I made a meme of of like somebody just being like, you know, just
1: crazy Mina,
2: crazy or whatever else, and like the other person kind of being uncomfortable with it with Mariah and Mina. She wasn't there, so I was like, oh god, she's gonna come out as crazy Mina. And then sure enough, Mina comes out. The, the crazy Mina hair from, uh, October, or sorry, November came out. She has, like, the, the jewel, the jewels, uh, is in the fashion of, uh, tears on her cheeks. And she goes crazy. Mariah's not having that shit. And then I believe, if I remember correctly, yeah, uh, Mariah knocked her ass off the apron with a lariat it say, get that bullshit out of here. Uh, match was okay. I think it was like two and a half stars. Um, uh, backstage, they showed a video of uh, Tam and Unagi dragging uh, Mina by the feet, uh, like across, like, the, I guess, the outside hallway, because she wanted to continue being crazy, and they weren't having that shit, and they were like, hey, we love you, but you gotta snap out of that shit. And then, you know, they did the you know the, the, the salute thing and the, all that, and carried her off, and Mina, or sorry, Tam tapped, tapped her in the back, like, good job, or whatever else. So I'm sure. By this weekend, this weekend show, she was back to being normal, normal Mina, which is like never turn, never do that shit again. It's too, it, it don't work. It, it, it always gets in the way of the matches, but whatever. Um, so, um, next match after that, uh, you end up getting uh, Mayu versus Momokogo. My Mayu was damn impressive, being the shit out of this woman. Uh, I ended up giving it uh two for a short <laughs> amount of time. It was like two and three quarters. Uh, she she. She like gave her, like, a you know, like that snap. Remember when she, when Mayu gave Starlight Kid that snap, uh, at the Grand Prix, the space, like, the, the snap dragon, uh, suplex for Bridge and Pinder. <laughs> Same thing, got her out of there. Um, then you end up getting like the match where it's like two, anyone could win, like two people that could possibly win the tournament or, or face each other. You get Nasapoy versus Starlight Kid. Very good match. Uh, probably like six minutes. I ended up giving like three and a quarter but it's like six minutes so that shows you how good the match actually was um and then in the end, they end up on the on the apron and Ty is trying to cheat trying to pull Natsupoy off the uh apron Rev tells him to knock it off Starlight kid has you know control but they're both on the apron nasapoy basically like almost like body her Karana's uh kid off the apron to the floor and gets it might you know throws out our two, our favorite to win the tournament. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even mad because it's NASA boy Not even mad. It blew my bracket completely. My winner basically got fucking bounced. But, like, it's NASA boy Like, if, if she's one of, like, six people, that if they won, I'd be happy if they won. So, whatever. So, um, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to review this. We was wrong as hell, Rich. We yep. both picked Starlight like Key. He. We look, both look, wrong hey, as hell.
1: You, you know how we're going to review this? Like, We not. You know, we're just gonna like pretend that never happened. You know, we were wrong. Oh, no, no it reason. To, no, no yeah, never happened. Like, don't, oh sh- man, like, like, who wants to go back and hear that? You know, we only really <laughs> talk about when we're correct. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't supposed to be some fair and balanced thing. No, we're about this propaganda here. Oh, you know, man. yeah, about, about these correct victory laps when, when when we take them. You know,
2: well, I, I and, think the way we hand, I think the way we should handle it is like, Rossi was wrong in this front. He got this one wrong.
1: He got it wrong. Not yeah. us. He booked it <laughs> correct. But Rossi, I don't know what he's thinking. Like, you know, the hat was on too tight or something. I don't I don't know, you know.
2: I don't know. But uh, next match, I that you end up getting Tam Nunagi and Tam Nunagi do what? Uh, not Nunagi, I'm sorry. Tam Nutami. Uh, Tam Nutami do what they normally do when they're in singles matches or in the ring together. And they beat the crap out of each other. And it was very fun. And... Um, you know, playing off of the the <laughs> Utami Nakano thing, uh, eventually Tam got her ass beat by Utami so much that Utami started, like, all right, I'm going to stun on you. And she started doing, the, you know, the face and, and stuff, and that fired up Tam, and they went back and forth. And um, ultimately, by the end, they, they go to a, a stretch of near falls where Utami ends up, like, uh, getting the rock bomb, and um, like I think Tam kicks at the very last second, and then the bell rings at at, at ten. It's high limit, so obviously they're both eliminated. So that's that frees up uh, uh, you know, later rounds. Uh, so Mariah advances to the third round automatically, basically, and um, after that, you end up getting the first match of the second round. Uh, because um Kamatani got automatic by. Um, they put her in the ring with Micah, who earlier in the match, earlier in the show, fought uh, Hannon. Um, they have a good match at the end. Um, Micah they end up on the apron, and I think I think Kamatani goes for her Karana to try to hurricane her off the top rope, but like Micah overpowered it and went to just basically like. She basically r- diving power bombed uh, Kamatani off the apron, and they both eliminated. Uh, got eliminated, so they're both gone. Um, and I was like, so then from there, Kam- uh, Micah um, says she wants a match for Kamatani's white belt. They agree that's put on the table. So I think on the next pay per view, um, they're going to have their white belt match. So you know, go ahead and pencil in that four star match. Um, then you end up getting Lady C and Mai Sakurai um this match is okay Lady C is completely out wrestling Mai at every 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 facet of pro wrestling and then at the end um I think Lady C goes for a big boot and then uh Mai basically like does a a pretty nifty looking um crucifix pin and uh Sneaks Lady C and gets her out of there. And I was like So we just eliminated the more talented people? Okay. Yeah. Alright. Um Then you end up getting uh You end up getting uh because oh, okay I know what I did. I put Hina and Rena and mixed them up and I actually wrote both of them as Rena where Hina was fought I fought Unagi earlier and I said that was Rena, but it was Hina. And uh, anyway, this was Rena and Ida and um basically uh ida beat up um Lena and then pinned her with her flash pin and got out of there she advances uh next round is ida versus my so like my better, better, better not I better not beat uh, ida i'll be damned um so <laughs> um uh then you get kaguma in death they basically had a comedy high-speed match at the end. Yes. At the end, you get, uh, Kaguma, um, is about to get O'Connor rolled, but Kaguma, at the last second, reverses the O'Connor roll and ends up on top and gets gets deaf out of there with the pin. Um, then you get Himeka versus... What? Uh, Himeka versus... Shuri, right? No, that'll be the next round. Himeka versus Roaka. Um... So they basically, you know, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackles, hoss wrestling. At the end, you end up getting um, Hameka finishing Kaguma with the with a big running lariat. Um, I gotta say, like, I don't like Roaka versus most people. I do enjoy when her and Hameka in the ring because all they do is just just run into each other and shoulder tackle each other and sell and no sell and it's fun. Um, so. Next match after that, you end up getting uh, Miyu Amasaki versus Suzuki. Um, now, it seems as if Suzuki has some help in um, Miyu Amasaki's training. You know, she's one of, or she's a second Mayu trainee. Um, obviously, when Hazuki um, came back, Hazuki helped uh, train um, Ida. So I'm assuming when she came back, she wanted to help that as well, and they talked about like some of the meetings or some of the training sessions they had early on on Twitter and everything, and they had a good match. It was three stars. Hazuki gave her a lot, um, and at the end, Hazuki ended up putting her away with uh, a brutalizer. It was very much similar to, like, you fight from knee, I beat the shit out of you, you keep fighting. I mean... I'm, I'm slap on the finisher. You escape that finisher and then like, I'll turn into to a, I'll turn on Bruiser from springs of Saturn to a brutalizer and you have no choice, but to tap, she tapped, they shook hands after that and they, and they walked off. Um, then you end up getting Julia and Tekla and Julia and Tekla. Uh, I want to see them have a real pay-per-view level, you know, third from the top fourth for the top pay-per-view match. Cause this was three and a quarter and they only went like they had, you know, a 10 minute time limit. I thought they could have a great match, they were great together. Uh, obviously, they're friends and that helps, but they're, they're really good together. And, um, Julie ends up at the end, she ends up winning with, uh, a pin reversal that, uh, after, uh, Tekla ends up, uh, getting a flash pin, Julie ends up coming out on top and reversing it. Um, but yeah, like they, they, uh, I, you know, they're going to be a tag team. They're the next challenge for the tag team titles. Uh, they're really good together. I think they'll make a great tag team going forward. Now that Shuri and Julie are no longer tag team partners, um, then the it's my main event: Azumi versus Momo. I think this is like the sixth or seventh uh singles match between Azumi and Momo ever. Azumi had never beat her before. Um, they got we're given like six minutes here. Um, I give this three and a quarter. They were great, Azumi. I don't know how Azumi keeps getting better, but like even from a, a you know four and three quarter star match uh, a couple months ago, I don't know how she's somehow still getting better. Um, she's just on fire. Like they're great together. Um, one day they're gonna have some some all time match. Uh, Mo and Azumi. When it happens, like it's gonna be awesome. But um, here, Azumi ends up getting the win. Um, I think there was some interference. I think there was some interference at some point, but, like, short, little, small interference. That's the thing I like about Starlight Kid and Momo's matches and all time. Like, they give you just enough for, like, a near fall, and then, like, that's the end of it. They don't keep going back. It's not House of Torture where they're just beating you over the head. They, like, they don't give a fuck about having, about this even being a match. This is a, this is a theater act. But, um, assuming we are getting a big one over uh, Momo. Um, first time ever. You know, you had picked uh, Zumi to make it to the final, so that's still alive, so you got that. Uh, but next round, she faces Suzuki, so we're going to see. Like, this comes down to, like, so whoever loses that match, like, both our finalists uh, will be out between... Because I picked Suzuki and Starlight Kid. You picked Azumi and, and Starlight Kid. So, like, whoever loses that match, like, finalists is gone. So, best of luck, Rich. Um, yeah. And yeah. then... uh the main event: Shuri versus uh, Ami Saray, the newest addition to stardom. Um, gotta say, Ami Saray
1: Hold on, you know we gotta gotta do the the, the <laughs> joint. You
2: know, yeah. So they, they they figured that out like after this show, but yeah. Uh, um, how do I say this, Rich? You've seen a few. Uh, just okay. I don't think anybody throws chops in Joshi harder than than Ami, except for Tanai Tagahashi. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that I've seen anyway. Maybe there's somebody out there that I just haven't seen, but like in modern Joshi, I don't think anyone throws chops harder than her, except for Nanae. She, she, she lined up, lined up, uh, Shire, uh, Shuri's Shire, uh, chest. Uh, ultimately, Shuri is a you know, overcoming because she's the best. <laughs> um, and, uh, she ends up putting her away with, uh, I can't remember the submission, but it was, it wasn't like her, it, I can't remember the name of the submission, I forgot what it was, but, uh, she ends up making, uh, Ami Tap. uh, but it was a good match, gave her three stars, it, it, probably went like eight minutes, something like that, maybe nine, but, um, she, it reminded me in ways of the Mariah match, which is interesting because, like, after this, Mariah comes out, and, um she says that, like, she was moved by the match in a way to where, like, she wants to join, she wants to leave Donald Armando, and she wants to join, um, the new faction, which at that point, um, they announced right before she came out that it's called God's Eye. Yeah. God's Eye. So, um, she wants to join GE, and, um, Shuri said, sure. Um, now backstage, um, at the you know the post match com- uh, comments, those three feel,
1: together. Feel like Julia ain't gonna take too kind to this. She just, did not, you know. Just, oh, you know, you, what did she anyway? I expect Julia, but oh, I respect your wishes. I you know the best of luck in your career, and yeah. you know I unfortunately you couldn't stay with me. You know, just have you know have an awesome you know life. You know, just let you let you go like a like a like free this this bird uh, right. to to fly. Like that, that's not how it went,
2: right? And and also no, it did not go that way. And also in like classic Hill fashion, or uh, fashion, like after she did that to Tam and and uh, um, Cosmic Angels with you know um, stealing away my Sakurai, like she was she was furious and un- and, and and angry uh, that the same thing happened to uh, Marai. Uh, but she couldn't she couldn't actually she wanted to act because uh, Shuri was there. She knew that shit wasn't gonna go well for her because Shuri Sh- Sh- would beat her ass. So. Uh, here, here is the, the, the gist of it. Um, I'm going to go to the, here we go. So, it, they show Ami and Mirai and, um, Shuri after they signed off on, the, for the show at the end of the show. And they're backstage and they have their comments about the match. And then all of a sudden, uh, Julia and other, uh, and every other member of Don shows up. And, uh, Julia says to Mariah, what the hell? You're just going to leave because you felt like it? Uh, and then Julia grabs Mariah uh, and facing, uh, and facing Julia down. Mariah starts to cry. Shuri steps forward to defend her. Julia looks between, uh, Shuri and Mariah and then wipes away Mariah's tears. She passes Mariah on the chest and and whispers something to her. Uh, the Dono Mondo members slowly leave, except for Mai. Uh, steps forward, uh, and Mariah says to, uh, Mai, uh, let's, let's both grow much more individually. And then maybe sometime later, and then she cries and then Mariah reaches for a handshake and they shake hands and they're both crying. And then, and then my leaves and Shuri puts her arm around Mariah. That's the, that's the video, uh, that they that was put up and was been translated. And I I thought to myself, Julia's furious. Uh, after she, you know, after having, having doing, doing Julia, Julia is furious with Shuri doing a Julia, Herself and then my mm-hmm. is, is sitting there crying her eyes out over what happened with her, her, her uh, faction made of six weeks after she's with uh, after she made Waka cry after being with her for like in a different motion and then coming to, to stardom and then being in college with her for like months. and I was like, I don't want to see none of them cry, I don't want to see none of them tears. Suck that shit up. I don't care. I don't care.
1: Too look, soft. Look, you know, stop being soft. You you want to be a G, you know, right. and go to Donald O'Mando, act like a G. You had no problem packing your shit up and leaving
2: to be a pin eater for Julia. <laughs> Don't get upset when somebody wants to leave her to go somewhere else. You did it. Look, I thought this was free agency. You don't, you don't like it from wrestler the free agency.
1: Empowerment. You don't wrestler. like the
2: free agency, uh, don't benefit you, huh? Got Wait, it. This
1: is, this is just wrestler empowerment, James. That's, that's what this is. We need more rigid, uh, standards uh, of coming and going. It sounds like, you know, we need, we need contracts to be drawn up, you know, from these faction leaders. We need to start putting people on paper, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean,
3: I mean, look, I mean, look at what is,
2: look at the great things it's done for Warlow and MJF and AW, yeah. right? Yeah. You know,
1: you,
2: know. you, you, t- you piss me off. I'll pay you to go away. Yep. Yeah, but that—that that was the the gist of the first round. Um, next round matches. I'll, I'll get to that because uh, I actually have that written in a um. Actually made a bracket <laughs> like a dork. <laughs> um. So um in the next round, you have Shuri. She'll be facing Himeka. Uh, where are my docs at? There we go. Um, I sent it to you, didn't I? Yes, oh, I have it in sheets. That's where it is. Um, but I know for sure Shuri faces Hameka. There we go. Um, Shuri faces Hameka in the next round. Um, af- uh, then you also have Hazuki versus Azumi, as you mentioned. We have Julia versus Kaguma. Julia versus Kaguma in the Grand Prix last year was very good. Uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Kaguma actually beat Julia to then get a title shot between um, her and Mayu versus uh, Shuri and Julia. So they have a history. Uh, you got Ida versus Mai Sakurai, where I want um, Ida to, to drop a mile on her fucking head with that spinning brain buster. Uh, and then on the other side of the bracket, you have Nasapoi... Uh, um, versus Unagi, and that match should be interesting because, like, either one of these two could could win this tournament. Um, then you have Mayu versus uh, Saki where, like, you know, Mayu just on upset alert because, like, she always ends up losing in these tournaments too. Um
1: For some reason, she just can't. Yeah, uh, Saki I mean, always the, get skill, out there. The, the skill don't quite translate in the Cinderella tournament. I just don't understand why.
2: Cinderella tournament, turn, Cinderella tournament, Grand Prix. It don't matter. Like Saki, like my, Ma, like Mayu beats her ass, and then Saki catches her with that that f- Flash, uh, crucifix pin all the time. I've seen it happen three times. Um, so like she's on high upset alert. Like if she gets got again, and be like, yep, that's that's just what she does. She just puts this woman over regardless. Just cause like I ain't meant to win this thing anyway. But uh, that that is. Given um, what has happened, shake breakdowns with the the uh, the ham in Utami draw in the uh, Kamatani in uh, Mika draw. That side only has two matches. Uh, Mariah obviously advances to the let um, be the, the elite eight. Yeah, the elite eight. She's already in there, so uh, she's waiting for the winner of uh, Mayu and Saki. So if it's Saki, like she's a shoo-in for uh, final four. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I mean at this point, I I think. I th- I think it would be hard pressed to say like I think it'd be like Unagi. I think Unagi, nasapoy and Mirai have the would be like this the people I would say like have the best chances to make it to the the final. Um I think Naspoy getting kid out of there was like a, was supposed to be some type of indicator, but we'll see what how that goes. Like I think Naspoe versus Mirai would be very good. Um and also like Naspoy versus Mirai like, there could be a story at play, like, Donald Armando no fracturing more as, like, you know, they split between Julia and Shuri. Like, I would love nothing more than, um, they've been mentioning that there's going to be another member in, uh, God's Eye. Yeah. Um, so, they, they say that they're going to bring somebody out, I think, um, and it's going to be in Hiroshima. That is where Konami is from, so she might return and join God's Eyes. Before That'd be I cool. I saw someone speculate it could be Nasapoy I would love that. That'd be my preferred thing. Like, get Nasa you know, get her to second in the faction. Just immediately, just put her right there uh, where I think she belongs. Um, And then there's also uh, someone mentioned, like, you know, given the, the history of, not the history, but given, like, Shuri's background as a, you know, martial artist, like, she might want somebody from, like, outside with a martial arts background. You look at New Blood 1, um, and you think of, like, uh, Tomoko and Indaba from uh, Just Tap Out. So, like, you know, like, Stardom we got no problem buying the rights to someone from Just Tap Out. That's what happened with Micah. So, like, any of the... I've seen, you know, Konami, Shuri, great relationship. Let's do it. Konami, i uh, sorry, uh, Shuri, and uh, Natsapoi, great relationship. Let's do it. Bringing in, in a younger girl with a martial arts background makes all the sense of the world can also be like play as a pin eater or whatever else makes all the sense in the world for me like any of them three options i've heard about sound good like and but in the meantime between time shuri ami and morai who the fuss beating them
1: uh, hey man um, i'm i'm down with the god's eye man
2: yeah same here so uh that's the end of the show uh unless you have anything else to
1: we didn't talk about tk and the bots
2: Oh, let's
1: Um, get to it. Let's get to it. TK and the bots. Can you pull up the tweet? I got the tweet. So Tony Khan tweeted, an independent study has confirmed much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. That's right. Fakes. Uh, It's a staff running thousands of accounts and an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people who would pay for such a wildly expensive thing. Research this one yourselves. You internet detectives thrive in these situations. Speaking of wild things, you won't want to miss Moxley versus Will Utah on Rampage tonight. Their boiler room staff is going to be working overtime on a Friday. And I love it. Ever wonder why so much of the activity on these accounts is retweets and replies. Like who actually has 80% of their activity as straight up retweets. He then continue to be entertaining on Twitter for most of the day from there alluding, you know, acting like he, like alluding that he pays Brian Alvarez he's going to have to take Brian Alvarez's uh, monthly stipend away for it, reporting something incorrectly and then telling Brian he can keep the 200k since they squared it away and, you know, and Dave will keep his as well uh, launching that meme back into uh, existence uh, all this shit was pretty funny
2: I don't know what to do with Tony Khan. Like, uh, are there bots out there? Obviously, like there are bots out there, um, that, you know, help, you know, stoke of some, some flame during the 2016 election, the 2020 election, uh, from Russia. Uh, hmm. and there obviously are, there obviously are bots for companies to want to, um, push engagement to then sell, this engagement as um, being meaningful for why they are highly valued. Like they sell it, it tri- so like that's that's everybody. But like you're not going. Like I don't care. I don't. I do not care how big of a WWE fan or supporter or apologist you are. There is no way. I don't care. I could talk to this man myself. There's no way in fucking convince me face to face. That, like, there is not, he is not paid for bots to help engagement for it online. Like, I think, I think you'd have to be like, I don't know what the level of naivety you it would take for you to think that, like, nah, he has never, or they have never done that. Of course they've done that. Not like, because it's them, a lot but of because, like,
1: come from. Right.
2: And it's not because of, it's not because of, uh, it being, um, because it's them and they're evil. It's because, like, I think I think everybody does this
1: like there I think pe- every entertainment, heard, major entertainment like, uh, company does this. Like we've heard for years about people like getting f- spots on like for Spotify listens, bots to do that um, for, for people faking their Instagram uh, followers and stuff like that. And um, as far as like the anti-AW stuff, like it's real easy to set up a bot to do what you want to do to, to to signal boost something that is like you know like you give some real stuff in there and you mix it with the bot and then that shit explodes like I fully believe like that there's like you know if, if something is important as an election this could get used for right like you telling me that like someone in a much lower stakes situation like that professional wrestling is compared to politics like you telling me that they wouldn't do this. So, like, like we know they pay for fast national numbers to troll them with to release on weeks that the numbers may be low, and then they disappear on weeks like this, like when Rampage did 600K and .25 in the demo. We didn't get any fast nationals this week. Uh, so do I believe that there's something possibly like this? Yes, I do. Um, it's fun to laugh at. I, th- I think a lot of the people that have proclaimed themselves to be anti AEW have taken up. Um, calling themselves bots now right. because uh, they're
2: like offended because like they think that Tony Khan is saying like people that criticize him are are non real people. When it's like, nah, what he's saying is is that like the people uh, is that there are fake accounts or dummy accounts, if you will, or you want to call it, that, that are retweeting moves. and replying and adding engagement to people that have this anti dub that have this you know anti AEW stuff in like. I think people got, are like, either don't understand it or understand it or are furious at the think that, like, wow, you like, people don't, don't, pe- people don't really, like, rock with me. Like, I'm actually, like, being used. <laughs> and, like, I, like, look, man, like, I think, I think if you're like online, we've, I feel like we've if seen,
1: you know, We've seen people run the anti AEW grift. Like, it's an yeah. easy way to, to yeah. try to get an audience, like, yeah. to. Like if you're like, yo, I want to, I'm not even going to name no accounts to signal boost anyone, but there are accounts that have like made their thing. Oh, what's working for Jim Cornette? All right. I'm going to just do that. I'll set up a, a botch page. I'll set up uh, a bunch of different ones to, to retweet each other. I'll clip stuff out of context. Like we've seen all these people do yeah. these things.
2: Yeah. And it was just, it was just funny seeing like all the hit dogs holler. Yes. It, it, was, it was really fun. And I was like, because one for me is like, I'm not anti WWE. I'm anti like stuff I think is crummy, right? Like, when NXT is like, I'm not one of those people that think like NXT is completely different from WWE. It's like, nah, they were more or less doing like a dub, a version, uh, any, an indie version of what WWE would do, right? But whatever. Like, when they come out here and they have like the, you know, Night Ones or, uh, Becky, Becky, Bianca's. I praise them like you just heard me. La- the week before, like when they're out here and they like and they do like lame matches like Ronda in in Charlotte. Then I'm going to say that shit sucked. And unfortunately, like they have a bad ratio right now. Like, I, I, and I always hope it turns around. Like the reason why we review these pay per views, I dra- I can't drag you almost kicking you screaming to do these reviews every month because so like there's no reason why they can't have a good show. I just saw them have a good WrestleMania night. Like there's no reason why they can't be their, what they do on pay per view. They just don't because they got someone that that's fucking up their uh fucking up their storylines uh, left and right. Who's the head Booker, which stinks. Um, but yeah, like so people that were mad is like, I, at first I was like my my initial reaction was to be like, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna need to hop off of here because I don't want to see none of this shit. They ain't gonna like how he reacts. I don't. They they're not gonna they're not gonna react fond to this. And I was like, I don't know how. And then like I saw them all call themselves bots. I was like, oh, you misunderstood what he was saying. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Like y'all are just so mad. Y'all didn't even realize what you was saying. Okay, I mean I'm in here. Uh, so like, what were your what were your favorite things that you saw?
1: Oh man, I just call themselves I, bots or there more. I think the whole thing with them calling themselves bots, people, um. Proclaiming that they are anti-AW openly now, at least like they're willing to put their name on it to yeah, them so, to yeah. to be offended by this yeah. or whatever. Um, these people that, that swear up and down, they're just like, oh, you know, they don't even care about AEW or anything like this. It's like it's it's just funny. Yeah, you care enough um,
2: to apparently consider yourself to be anti. Just weird. Yeah,
1: That's weird.
2: I like yeah. pro wrestling. I'm anti a pro wrestling promotion. Okay. Yeah. What did they do? Um, they didn't do wrestling that, like. All right. I mean, I I can, I can someone understand it. Like, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. They I,
1: said mean things. You know. Yeah.
2: They, they they keep talking about the wrestling that I watch being bad. Also, oh, they're working. They're actually like friends, of mostly people that are on this roster. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> there's just, I, I think the, the funniest thing about it was, some of that stuff with Dave and Brian that he that. <laughs> And was 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 talking about it, and then um, Tony Khan replying to Brian Alvarez about like docking his pay and shit like that, and it was all like kind of to promote Rampage. It seemed like yes, it was, and the whole thing was like like Tony Khan can tweet anything and then just make it ten times funnier by saying Rampage tonight at the end of it. Like, <laughs> well, the first time he did that shit, that's
2: we got him in trouble because it was like, oh, you want to say this about you want to say this about. Uh- About big swole and then say rampage tonight. Okay, I see what you're doing, but like, but yeah, I guess that's his thing. Like, this is all, this is all all the way to get you. You gonna stoke some controversy to then try to draw eyes to rampage. Like, it makes me wonder, like. I feel like he does it with Rampage more than he does it with Dynamite. Do you feel like he, like, is concerned about that number, even though, like, the time slot should dictate, the, like, what that number is more than what,
1: you know, more I, th- than- I think he's he's definitely become conscious of, like, the competition that's around Rampage, which is why you saw, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club get thrown to Rampage last week, and mm-hmm. it was like, they popped a number. Uh, and then, like, Hangman, Texas Deathmatch, title match, Adam Cole, this Friday. Um, like... They are conscious of like the heavy competition that was around. Playoffs are about to start. Yeah. They're they're like, yo, we have no like room to sink because we have we're we're constantly reproving our value every week. It feels like just in time to have like no weeks. You know when when it's time to get that next TV deal. And there's, like, a merger going on with, like, Discovery and Time Warner. There's a lot of stuff, like, in the air. So I think he's just trying to make sure every week is as solid as possible and really start using Rampage in the way that, you know, I think a lot of people envision Rampage to be used. Uh, I think it's still, like, you know, for, like, usually it's, like, one hour. It's, like, a breeze to watch every week or whatever. and It's really enjoyable. That time slot is difficult to deal with. Um, And now this next coming week, I believe Rampage is at 7 p.m., and it's yeah. live, so yeah. like it's even being like even more so. It's like, I think they're, I think he ha- is conscious of that. Like, Rampage needing like the promotion and the matches, yeah.
2: So, speaking of that, I, I looked it up. Um, when we were talking about where you know, Rampage and the Battle of the Belts, Rampage and Battle of the Belts are one taping, okay, yeah. So, um yeah, that's all one taping. So that explains why it's going on at seven. They'll do you know rampage, then do Battle Belts after that, then they'll air it. I assume the next day.
1: So, hey, and I and I saw like people like put like doing screenshots of different things that look like tweets that have come from bots, like that uh, were like promoting like WWE stuff. So like yeah. it is like you know a you lot see, like, of Roman he, Reigns avatars, like you know. <sighs> Just you know, you see a lot of
2: like this, almost like the same exact tweet verbatim. Yes, that are like, and it's not like some one sentence thing. Is like, uh, almost like you know three three sentences, and it's like it's verbatim. like a grammatical
1: error, like, error yeah. in one of them, and like it that's it, it all the same. It's 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 wild. Yeah,
2: I mean, whatever. Like we know that we knew this stuff exists. We always knew this existed, but the, the, the fact that like this dork verbalized it is just like what. Oh, Bro, no. And, and he did, oh no. He, he
1: ran like an independent study or whatever, like and a lot of people thought at first that He's gonna say it his on company, air company. They thought his company did it because you know he's oh, an okay. analytics guy or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it was like a different company. So like I am waiting for the day he drops the documents just, just to see him scramble even further. It's like deny this hard evidence. We,
2: we, Rich, do you remember?
1: It's going to be be incredible (laughs) whenever he puts that out. Check
2: this out. I I know you remember this. Do you remember the day we were all over at my cousin Alex's house and me, you, and him all were like sitting in... We're going through the Mitchell report as it was like the announcement of the report. Is this what it's gonna come down yeah. to? Like he's gonna be- pull
1: out a book this thick and then it's like, well, let me let me flip through on page five hundred and thirty-two. Like this it, shit gonna it says drop one hundred thousand we- retweets. right.
2: Like we like this shit gonna drop. We all gonna click on it and we're all gonna try to read through to find, find the names. Like, man, I don't care about this. I'm trying to see names. Oh shit, David Ortiz. What? <laughs> Like, oh man! Like it's crazy. that We don't give a fuck about baseball no more. We were we were doing that kind of shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> the like,
2: was like some standstill moment, and now baseball, huh, when it's on, I guess maybe. Oh man! All right. Yeah. Anything yeah, else? So, just,
1: just if y'all want some real entertainment, go through the quote tweets for that uh, in the comments because as James mentioned. A lot of hit dogs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. guess well, I guess I am, anti, I I am anti-AEW. Well, you verbalized it, not us. Um, yeah, so, that's the end of the show. Thanks, to y'all. Thank y'all for listening. If you are, um, listening from the stream, um, no, also, actually, first things first, thanks for listening, but, uh, be sure to raise some water app you're using to listen to this with. Um, and um, if you're on the stream watching this on, on Twitch, hit us up with the bits. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast forum, go to our Red Circle and drop us off with a donation.
1: Donations.
2: And, and be sure to uh, listen to the other shows on the network besides Money radio. You have Keeping It Strong Style, The Rookie and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Man Watch This Shit, The Great Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great oh. Match Generator, and AEW Match Guide.
1: I went on a spree of accounts I knew that would be on that bullshit and just started naming them on, on my timeline. And it was, it was pretty fun. So check that out.
2: <laughs> Yo, And also uh, while you're at it, um, be sure to check out. Um, I have, a, a, I think we'll link to it in the, um, in the uh, description of this podcast, but be sure to check out the, uh, our LLP all time draft. Oh um, yeah. It is, me and Rich and Sam, Sir Sam and Imp, um, and a lot of guys from uh, Lords of Pain Wrestling Headlines. Uh, and we're we're in an all time pro wrestling draft. Um, right now, I think we're at like round ten or eleven. Right now, yeah, um, I, just, I
1: just made my tenth round pick.
2: Okay, who you
1: take? I took our uh, my last pick was Ultimo Dragon. Right, yeah okay yeah, i guess so. we can go through who we have so far oh like, okay so uh my first round pick was i had the seventh pick i believe james had the 13th pick so, yes and then the snake so. in a
2: 14 in a 14 person draft
1: yep so i got kenny omega kenton kobashi will osprey koto Bushi, shingo takagi jushin thunder liger shuri a holy demon army Toshiaki kawada and akira Tawe. Drew McIntyre, and Ultimo Dragon have been my first 10 rounds.
2: Yeah, so uh, my my picks, because uh, I I don't think I'm at... I think I'm at 9 right now, but I have Ric Flair, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, The Young Bucks, Adam Page, Hangman, uh, DIY, Tommaso Chompen, Johnny Gargano, uh, Tamaruhiro Ishii, Mayu Iwatani, Hiromu Takahashi, and... Tetsuya Naito. So, I think Rich is, uh, is having more fun than, than, than I have because he's been put in better position to be able to get uh, better uh, people. But I will say this, like, regardless of... Uh, I, I don't know how well he's going to do as far as when it comes down to the fan vote, but um, Rich, is, Rich is, like, Rich did really well as far as historically. Like, if you're going to see this, someone has watched a lot of, a lot of the wrestling outside of America, like, you see all see that list, you're like, God damn, he, he did really well. I think my thing is like at first it was like I was picking like values like damn Ric Flair fell to thirteenth. Fuck it, I gotta take him. Gotta take him. Um mm-hmm. uh, so it's like, uh all right, well on the other way around, who you know, like who I'm gonna have someone that's like on that kind of name brand value to get so like a tight angle. Um uh, and then from there I was like I can't let Rich just get the yum Bucks. Can't just do, can't do that. Like they won't make it. They won't make it past Imp or Sam or, or twice before I get I there. I, I I'll take them. So I got to get the yum bucks. Rich cussed me out. Um, I don't think he cussed me out, but you were like you fucker. But uh yeah. Um, and then from there after that, I was like, I'm tired of taking these fucking value pisses. I know like that's where you know that's where I got to go. Like I want to actually like have some fun. So like I start taking my people. I started taking like Ishi and Mayu and. In um, you know, like in Hiromu and then like it was a certain amount of time. I was like, you know what, I know I got to take him because of value. Give me, give me, give me Naito. Uh, I got Naito with the like the hundred and twenty eighth pick, and like it was it was real fun to like screenshot that and like underline that number and send it to Zach because
1: <laughs> I, I think we should. <laughs> I like the
2: we, it'll be like destroy him by Naito.
1: I think we should also take the screenshot and send. uh Seth Rollins' pick to somebody as well. I'll do that. <laughs> but I've got a I've got a really great uh I've got a big board uh, <laughs> of guys to go through and so at after the first ten rounds, like, you know, most of like the supreme, like unfuckwithable talent is gone. Oh yeah. But there's like there's still tons of like it's an all-time draft of anyone in the yeah. world anywhere. I have like a ton of people i have like i'm drafting someone i know no one's gonna draft like and it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible because what i'm gonna do with them is like uh i don't know if people are gonna gonna get it but i know i'm gonna be supremely entertained at the thought of it so See, i haven't even
2: i haven't even i've been drafting i haven't even thought about like i've been drafting more with the
1: sense of like Oh, I've been just talent for incredible wrestlers. Right. Like, I, yeah. I just, my,
2: my thing is, I'm I I'm uh, I haven't even thought about like uh like putting together a card. Like, I'll worry about that once I get to the roster. Yeah. Um, like I saw some people who, like were uh like, people you know,
1: booking programs on the on, on yeah. You know, like,
2: now nah, you're gonna miss out on talent trying to do that. Um, like. I Sam, look.
1: There, look, there've been a couple couple draft selections. Where I've been I've been like, oh, huh? like, yeah, ooh. yeah,
2: yeah. Like, I think the Miz already went, and I'm like. That that depends on your perspective of what you watch in wrestling. Like, if you've only watched, you know, U.S. U.S. wrestling, I can see Miz going, um, going. Uh, but like, if you're someone like me that's been just been watching Miz and never thought that he was, and always thought that he was a mediocre wrestler or okay, and then like it, it, that never got better. He had a couple good matches. He had a couple really good matches at times. Um, and like, he, you know, he peaked in 2016 and then like, he's been stale ever since. Like I, that doesn't enthuse me to go get him. Like, no, no, no. Sh- I I mean, I still like him. No shade, but like, it's a historical draft. I think I'll, I, I think that there's more, I think there's too much talent out there for me to just go with a guy that's been stale for five years. I, like if your whole thing is like, well, look how decorative he is. Like, well, I mean, I don't give a shit. Like he was put, he was put,
1: he was chosen. Yeah, so, uh, decoration. That's like what? Like that's like the Booker man decided that. Like, like what did he do? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, and no, I mean, like, it's it's so different when you look at like the confidence of like, especially like what those conferences used to mean compared to now. Right. 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 And, yeah. Like it, it's a little different. Like, I mean, Miz was a fucking WWE champion uh, last year, and it's like, come on now, does anybody does anybody even think that make that sounds that sounds like that sounds like it makes sense? based off of the year he had leading up yeah. to it and after it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's,
2: you know, but whatever, like if you want to draft, him, you want to draft him. But like, I, it, I wouldn't have drafted him. I understand. If, I understand he got drafted, but that wouldn't have
1: been me. Like, I don't know, man. Like I take Drew McIntyre in that round. Like I'll take Drew McIntyre. Like, I don't remember what round I, t- who did I take that round? he looked it up and figure it out. Cause I don't know. Uh, your ninth round. I guess that was ninth round. If
2: that was ninth round. Then I took Naito.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Drew McIntyre vs <laughs> Naito, the Miz. Something yeah. doesn't <laughs> quite.
2: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, be sure to race whenever after. You're... I already went through the whole spiel. Yep. Like we I, did, I went it. through. Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. Hollow.